106.9. Welcome to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. If you have not heard, Rock 106.9 is passing out thousands of dollars multiple times all damn day. We'll start this morning at 8 a.m. You'll get $1,000. At 9 a.m., you'll get $1,000. Also coming up at 9 a.m. this morning, comedian Craig Gash joins the program. Yeah. He, he was in town for the World Series, called me last night and said, hey, man, I'm in town. Do you have any uh, Do you have any objections to be calling the show tomorrow? And I said, absolutely not. So he'll join us. He'll do his uh, Gene Simmons and all the other impressions that he's known for. Craig, very funny dude. Really funny guy. Do you think in his head he's just always in other people's voices? Yes. He has to be, right? Yes. he's Craig's one of those guys. Very funny, but he's never off. Like, he's never not being that guy. I saw him at Rock on the Range, and, like, as we were talking, he was just completely just in, like, he was like, hey, I'll do Stewie for you. And I'm like, okay, okay. Oh, okay. All right, we'll do that. Nobody you know? asked you, buddy. You want me to do George Bush? And I'm like, yeah, man, go right ahead. But, uh, you know, he you know, he called me yesterday. I was on the golf course. He's like, hey, he's, do you have any objections to this? I said, absolutely not, man. People, the last time we had you on the show, people loved you. I heard about it for weeks, so absolutely, call in. Yeah. Good times. Um, Excited. He'll be calling in this morning, 9 a.m. I'm joined this morning every weekday morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. We will get to the Indians, obviously, okay. here in a second, okay. but I'm excited to talk to you about? about this this morning because taking a back seat right now in the sports world, and for those of you that are casual NBA fans, you might not have your eyes on this yet, the Cavaliers look really Really scary. And by that, I mean good. Like the rest of the league needs to be worried about the Cavaliers right now. They look better than they did maybe at the end of last year. Well, at this point, it's a small sample size of this team standing together, but you can tell these guys have gelled together and you can tell that they believe in each other. At the end of the day, the only thing that's really changed is a little bit of depth off the bench. Right. You know, when you've got, you know, three of the top 10 basketball players on the planet, you know, on one team, it's kind of hard to uh, assume that anything else is going to be the case. One of those things that I watched that game last night started at 6, which shout out to them for making that happen. That was just smart business move right there from Dan Gilbert. He uh, he moved the game down to 6 and I was just like, dude, I wish every game was at 6. I could be in bed at 8.30 throughout the entire NBA season. It would be, be awesome. great. Um, but uh, I just want to note, dude, apparently you can bang Kardashian and still do your job. And you can, you can do your job very well. I know everybody's like, no, dude, you can't do well, both. Hold on. We because because this is one of the reasons to talk about okay. this because they played the Rockets last night mm-hmm. and her ex James Harden mm-hmm. on the Rockets and now Tristan Thompson obviously plays for the you know the Cavs and you know he's you know all up in the Kardashian right and she was at the LeBron party and have you heard the rumors that LeBron was has come out and said he doesn't want her hanging around I, I now at the end of the day I'm sure LeBron doesn't want anyone's girlfriend hanging around he's dude here's what here's my take on this he's thinking this about Khloe Kardashian he's Absolutely thinking that, but he's not saying it to Tristan Thompson, and he's not saying it in any like in, to any blogger. You know what I'm Official saying? Official like, capacity, th- no. That's that's what I see happening. He's going there. home and saying it to Savannah. Can you believe this sideshow is now coming in on this? That's what's happening. But I'm sure he's also saying to Savannah, "No, you can't come to practice. No, you can't come right. to this. No, you can't come to that." Because let's be real, there <clears throat> needs to be a separation of that. I agree, especially when especially when you're in a a, a professional athletic situation where you're, you're going to have uh, chicks all the time. There's going to be 
be women constantly surrounding these guys. Whether you're, you know, on the bench or whether you're a superstar, there's always going to be women. There's always going to be potential for drama. So I, I can totally understand why LeBron would be like, hey, all these hoes need to stay away, Chloe yeah. Kardashian included. But I don't think he's making it like, Tristan, you can't bring your girlfriend to my Halloween party. I mean, she's Obviously, at the Halloween right. party. Obviously, he right. had no problem with that. Looks like everyone had a great time at the well, Halloween right, party. Hold on. You could still have a problem with somebody bringing their date to your party and not tell anybody. I mean, that could happen. I don't know. I personally think he probably thinks it's a little bit of a distraction, wishes it wasn't happening, but knows that going to Tristan, another grown man, and making that a problem is going to be a bigger problem than her being at the game. Without it being a problem yet. Right. There's been no right. issue. Like, like I said at the beginning of this, you can bang a Kardashian and still do your job. Small sample size. I'm not going to say like, oh, dude, it's out, you know, but at this point, the come guy- see me when she leaves him. And starts dating another NBA player. We'll see how Tristan reacts. Who knows? He might be one of those guys that's like, you know what? Bros before hoes. I don't care. Go see ya. Or he might be like head down, not, you know what I mean? Not be able to take it. You think it'll, you think it'll still be around by January? Beginning of the new year, Tristan Thompson's still banging Khloe Kardashian. Yeah. yeah, she's in now long enough. She's going to get whatever comes on Christmas Day. Like she's she's in now. Yeah, you're close enough to Christmas. She wants to see the Christmas present from Tristan Thompson. And I mean, let's be serious. Tristan Thompson had an enormous payday. I mean, I know all that money isn't in his pocket yet, but he knows he's got cash coming out of his ass for the next you know foreseeable future, and he knows that you know buying a Christmas present for any girlfriend or wife or anything like that, you do have to you know. It's gonna. Her expectations are going to match your salary. If your wife oh, knows yeah. you're broke, she's like, "Babe, just get me a roll of quarters so we can do laundry this week." You know, just if that's a good enough Christmas present for me, give me some Tide, babe. You know, instead of this generic stuff. Or you know, if you've made a hundred million dollars, she's going to expect it to be big, like she's, a Ferrari. She's a Kardashian. She's going right. to expect it to be big. And I mean, with social media being that the way that it is, and nah, she's gonna want to, you know, hey, I'm showing this off. I'm a Kardashian. Look what he bought me. He's gonna have to go huge on that. So she'll stick around for it. Yeah, I, I I think they're probably still together at Christmas. Absolutely, I the, those two. Let me tell you, they both got something to be worried about because he's got to be sitting there worried a little bit. Does she only want to be with me because I'm in the NBA? And if you date Khloe Kardashian, I don't care how rich you are, I don't care how good looking you are, you have family issues, and that girl feels less than to her sister Kimberly. Of and, course. and so I guarantee you, when Khloe Kardashian starts dating a new stud athlete, part of what is on her brain is, is he there to try to sneak his way into Kim's panties? And I would, I would have to think that that crosses her mind a couple of times. You throw those two things together, I'm not sure we're, we're, we're built for the long haul. She's like the least of the Kardashians, right? Chloe, what's the other one? Like as far as sexy Kim, wise well, goes, I'm just saying like popularity wise, right? Oh, I think she's bigger than the other. Courtney one. is one yeah, of them. See, I mean, that's what just it. We don't even know her name. Well, if I didn't, if, if, if Tristan Thompson wasn't banging this one, I wouldn't know her name. I wouldn't. Know oh, which really? One she, well, I, I, I know kind of ish. Like, eh, I mean, Kim's the Kardashian. Yeah, uh, yeah, for she, sure. There's a hands down. Kim's the star, but I, I feel like Chloe outshines Courtney. I feel like we're on a rock radio show. We have gone deep in the Kardashian territory right Well, dude, now. it's brunettes with big asses. You know what I mean? If guys can't wrap their heads around that, then I don't know what I don't know what to tell you. I think I might be going deaf, Phantom. Okay. I'm 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 concerned for you. What's going I, on? I, I think I might be going deaf. And this happened again last night, apparently, and I just don't see it. And I just don't hear it. I don't hear this love affair with Joe Buck and the Cubs. I don't hear it. I was watching this game, and I'm, I'm watching Twitter, and I'm watching millennials freak out with their keyboards, and I'm sitting there going, either I am 
incredibly talented and have the ability to just tune out Joe Buck when he's saying things that would annoy me about the Indians or all of you are sissified like a lot of other sports fans and you feel like the big bad media is against you. Not fair to put that on Ron Millennials. I think there are plenty of people over the age of 50 that were that were bitching about Joe Buck last night. Too. Yeah, but none of them are on Twitter. All right, fair, but they're on Facebook and dude, they're just as awful. I, I'm uh, telling you that. I, I don't hear this love affair about, with the Cubs. What about when he, he compared Kyle Schwarber to Babe Ruth? Okay, that's strange. Uh, I mean, uh, you can't. I mean, dude, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, comparing anybody to to uh, like all time greatness, like you better be careful about whose name you put up next to that. I will give you that. Okay, but I don't hear like this all like pulling for the Cubs and he's a Cub sucker and all. The, I don't hear it. I don't hear it. When Kipnis went when Kipnis went yard, he got all excited about it. Where were all of you going? Oh my God, Joe Buck settled on about the goddamn Indians. Why, dude? The Cubs gave him excitement. That's what. What do you want him to be animated when we're striking out? And <laughs> I mean, what do you want? I don't get it. If you if you think if you think there's not going to be a bias in announcing, you're crazy. And listen, he I'm sure he tries to be as fair and balanced as he can. But at the end of the day, he knows the greater story for him as a national like broadcaster. I mean, he's not he's not an Indians. He's not Tom Hamilton. He's right. not. So uh, the greater story for him is the Cubs, dude. You can't deny that. You you're blind if you don't think that. So I listen. I I don't think that Joe Buck is anti Cleveland. I don't. I don't think Joe Buck is pro Chicago. I just don't think Joe Buck's very good. That's a totally valid. If that's your if that's your take, that's fine. I disagree with it. I think Joe Buck's all right. I think he's I think he's probably a better. I mean, he was terrible when he called the U.S. Open this year for golf. He was terrible at that. But golf's hard, man. If you don't, if that's not your job every week, that's that's a tougher gig. But he does enough baseball and he does enough football. Where I think he's all right. Like I don't hate him on football with Troy Aikman. I know a lot of people were like, no, I hate him when he does football, too. Now, you hate him because your Indians are blowing a 3-1 lead. I don't think Joe Cub... Uh, dude, he's... Like, people were calling him Joe Cub last night. Dude, you guys got to relax. If we would have hit a grand slam last night, he would have been excited about that. You want to be mad at anybody? Make it Tyler goddamn Naquin. Make it that guy. Make it that guy who just was lost in that moment last night. And I get it. It's game six of the World Series. Kid's young. It's going to happen. I guess. That's what people tell me. I guess that's going to happen. But if you want to be pissed at somebody, be pissed at Tyler Naquin. Be pissed at the guys who were blowing it on the field. Like, that guy blew it last night. Blew it. Joe Buck isn't ruining the World Series. Like, you see all these signs. I spent $800 so I didn't have to hear this guy. I don't get it. I'm not hearing it. I guess if somebody can send me the audio that makes me go, oh, okay. But I, I've watched every single game. And I'm and I every single game I walk away from it and go, maybe I just don't pay attention. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I don't hear it. Maybe I do a good job of blocking Joe Buck out. I don't know. But I'm not hearing all this cub sucker and all this other stuff that you guys are whining about. You know who you guys sound like? Cam Newton. That's who you sound like. You're a bunch of whiners. We're about to blow a three one lead. It's not Joe Buck's fault. It's Tyler Goddamn Naquin's fault for last night. That's who to blame for last night. For sure. Be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on.
Lane. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. It's Northeast Ohio's first, fastest, and longest indoor high-performance electric go-karting track. If you haven't been out there yet, no better time than October Fast. It's the time. The October Fast special is killer. Check this out. Monday through Friday, from noon to 6 p.m., you get two races for 25 bucks, and at 6 o'clock till close, you get two races for 30 bucks. October Fast is going on at High Voltage Indoor Karting. Find out more at highvoltagekarting.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Win yourself a thousand dollars at 8 a.m. with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. We'll give you a keyword. You text it in. You get money to start spending for the holiday season, or maybe not tell your wife or and or husband and shove it in your pocket. Buy whatever you want. Maybe hold on to it. Maybe get a little nest egg going there, a little savings account, throw it in the retirement fund. Maybe you could loan me sixty bucks because on the eleventh, <laughs> the, the new min, the new mini NES comes out. And I want that damn thing. You gonna buy that? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna buy that. You know, obviously, you've been able to like mod your Wii out for a long time yeah. and play any NES game that you want to. But there's something like about holding the controller that you had as a kid and like it looking like that. I'm surprised it took this long for them to come out. I with can't this. believe that. Right? I, I can't believe that. And how long until like the N64? And how long until Sega Genesis? And how long until I don't well, know? Like there's you. like a there's like a Sega Genesis thing you can buy at like CVS or whatever. It comes with like 80 games loaded in it too and uh, they have they have something like it but I don't think but it does I don't think it looks like the original yeah and the thing though is I read a little bit more about the mini NES the other day because I actually was in GameStop and I tried to place a pre-order on it and they're not taking them yet and I read on it and it comes right out and says yes it comes with these games it's locked down you will not be able to add games to it so my guess is since it's 60 bucks and it's little I think you might see Mini NES 2, Mini NES 3, and you may see that. But when I looked at the games that come like preloaded on it, Galaga, it's got the the uh, the first two Zeldas, like I think Donkey Kong's on it, Excite Bike. I was like, that's the perfect thing to put in the bedroom. Right. You put up against the TV, you wake up Saturday morning, maybe you're a little hungover, you know, I can't move. All right, a little Mario Brothers, and then I'll get my day started. Like, that's the perfect thing for me. Yeah, for the bedroom. Once once video games kind of took that step into the third dimension with like Grand You're Theft out. Auto 3, that's when it kind of was like, all right, I'm Too done. much thinking in this. I'm, I'm out. I'm done on this. Those 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 side scroller games, those were kind of my ish, so should probably get one of those too. Yeah, I think Metroid comes in. It's pretty awesome. So yeah, it comes out on the 11th. I'll, I will probably pick that up. Speaking of do Grand Theft Auto, I uh do the new game that's like kind of out of like that style of game. Okay. Open world crime type okay. games is Mafia 3. And I'm normally not like a Grand Theft Auto guy. That's like not normally my kind of game. But dude, Mafia 3 is so, so good. I'm um, I'm loving that game. It's so good. Nerds. Um, you can Jeez. tell you can tell it's nerd season, dude. How many video games in the past like two weeks? It just feels holiday. Like. Yeah. Just 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 boom. Here's a video out. game. Get boom. Here's a video game. Boom. Here's a video game. The big one comes out on Friday. What is that? Or Thursday actually? Thursday, Friday. What is, is it? Uh, no, today's Wednesday, right? Uh, yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, it comes day, out on yeah. Friday. Yeah, Call of Duty. Okay. Call of Duty. Okay. Fact, I don't forget the name of this one that's coming out. Doesn't matter. Call of Duty kicking ass. <laughs> I am pretty excited about it. I am. I am. I'm, I'm very excited picking that up Friday on my way home from work. I can't, uh, dude, a man here in Canton. Okay. 22 years old. Okay. I would call him a kid. Is facing charges after a Halloween altercation. Now, I'll just be honest with you. I want to be careful about this because I'm sure this guy has family here. Of course. Tyler Guru. 22 he now you should never judge people no 
You should let me do it. <laughs> and looking at this photo, he looks like a school shooter. Like, I feel like we caught him early. Like, like we, I mean, he's 22, but, you know, I'm sure he went to Stark State or something. And I'm telling you, I feel like we caught Tyler early. Okay. I'm glad he's off the streets then. He was charged with felonious assault. Guilty by Stansberry. Okay. Well, it looks a little, a little damp there. I, uh, <laughs> he's charged with felonious assault after he got into a verbal altercation with several people who were taking their children out to trick-or-treat for Halloween. During the fights, he hit one of the people with his car. Jeez. Then whipped out a gun. Jeez. Got into another argument, and uh, he's being held at Stark County Jail, scheduled to be arraigned. I think late yesterday, so we'll find out what happens with that. But, dude, do not get in your car and try to run people over. No, no, especially on Halloween. Like, what was going on where it was that serious where you needed to start something like that? If you ring this doorbell one more time, right? It was probably something stupid like that. Did their kids get to the candy bowl before your kid? Or what what could have happened on Halloween that was that serious, dude? Come on. (laughs) Right. Kids, you got the kids dressed up. You know, one kid dressed up like Super Mario. One kid dressed up like John Cena. And you're hitting their dad with the goddamn car? Come on, man. All right. If you dress your kid up like John Cena, you deserve <laughs> to maybe be smacked around a little bit. But I'm not sure you you get hit with the Buick. I, uh, I, do you got to worry about people? And I'm a little curious as to why he's not charged with, like, I don't even know if this is a thing, but, like, attempted vehicular homicide. Like, right. do you just hit somebody with a car? How is that right. felonious assault? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's definitely a deadly weapon involved there. For sure. And I I mean, a car's a weapon. I'm just trying to put it all together in my mind of like, so you get, you jump up in the car and you start driving or or were you yelling at people out the car window or or how how did, how did it go from, how did it go from candy corn and, 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 and some little, you know, little kids dressed up like witches to this? Now, some people are saying, as you guys are sitting here talking about video games, this sounds like too much Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. There was another story that happened like that where something, I I forget what it was, but I saw it on the news real quick last night. And I thought to myself, I was like, man, I might have to come off the, you know, media doesn't affect people. And that, you know, growing up with too much violence on TV, it doesn't, that doesn't affect you, sissy. But you might have to make room for some of this. Now, it should be noted that I'm reading this from Channel 5's Facebook page, right? And somebody has commented on here. At the very tail end of it, and it says, I hate to say this, but this isn't the full truth on this. Well, there's always going to be that well, argument. One your, yeah, one of your buddies is going to try to help you, man. Right. There's always going to be that argument. The news isn't always necessarily 100% accurate. But do they, do they give more explanation of, hey, here's the truth? Or do they just say, hey, this isn't the truth? He just says here, this isn't the full truth on well, this. Now, I go to the other social networking site. And one of our Twitter followers, a guy we know, actually says, "I actually know Tyler personal, uh, personally. He's a crazy, immature hothead." Okay, that's speculation. Okay, I don't, I don't want to. I, I had, did, I didn't no, say that. No. Okay. But I believe it. <laughs> Looking at the photo, I do. I believe it. Now you're not supposed to judge books by the cover. Again, let me do it. I'll, I'll, I'll handle that for us all. That's scary, man. There's a, you see, uh, again, keeping with the, the Halloween thing here, just real quick. Uh, there's a family in Michigan, do you see this, where they have a Snickers bar and there's like a screw coming out of it and they're claiming that they actually found a candy bar with with uh, with something in it. And we've done the story now like three times over this season where it's like 
This never happens. Or is this family like, hey, you know what we should do is get famous. I bet you this will go viral. If I put a screw in the Snickers bar, I bet you this will go viral. Rich and famous in one fell swoop. Yeah, you'll get it. See, now had you just eaten the Snickers, you would have thought better of that situation. You, you, you wouldn't be pissed off there Joe Pesci go. anymore. You'd just be whoever you normally are. Yeah. Fantone is doing Dancing with the Canton Stars. He's doing so on November the 12th at the Canton Palace Theater. Also, there's a uh, little celebrity bartending thing he's doing for it tomorrow night at TD's from 5 to 7. We'll get you hooked up with tickets for Dancing with the Canton Stars next on the Sansbury Show. 106.9 Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Tomorrow night, Matthew Fantone will be celebrity bartending at... TDs on Tusk from 5 to 7 in support of the Canton Palace Theater. He's also dancing with the Canton Stars on November the 12th at the Palace. We have tickets for that. We'll give you those here in just a few minutes. It's going to be so bad, dude. It's going to be so bad. I'm such a bad dancer. Last night I was practicing and I'm looking at my feet and I'm like, stop looking at your feet. And then my feet started doing the wrong things. It's going to be awful. You're just, <laughs> you're just big. Graceful is not is not a good description. But I don't me. understand. This is what I don't get. All right, because you like to blame it on your height, and well, LeBron James is a good answer. Well, LeBron James is also a freak of an athlete, dude. I mean, let's be real about the differences between me and LeBron. That list is long, homie. Oh, I thought it was just the two there. No, there's a, there's a lot of difference I thought, there. I thought it might have been race and occupation were the only two things separating. Plenty of other things between right? me and LeBron. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I'm glad. Well, dude, I'm glad you said something. I thought I was in here with the white LeBron all day. Like I didn't know that. Nah, poor man's Kevin Love. That's what I like to consider myself. You could do worse. <laughs> you could do worse. Cavs, by the way, 4-0. Yeah. Looking pretty good. I mean, dude, dude, by the way, I know LeBron gets all the stories. He gets all the headlines. Mm-hmm. He gets, and he should, right? He's LeBron goddamn James. But Kyrie Irving was sent straight from heaven, dude. That guy is amazing. I've been a huge Kyrie fan since we drafted him, I love, dude, that's my Cavalier, is my favorite Cavalier, and he is playing at a high, high level right now. And honestly, one of the one of the greatest things about Kyrie Irving is, dude, he is at the top of his game, and he will remain so will for be. at least probably another five years. He's 24 years old right now. 24, and he's this good. Jeez. I mean, dude, that's, that's, it's crazy to think that for the next five years, we have arguably one of the best, if not the best point guard in the NBA. There's no offensive deficiencies there. That guy is... Is just is, from every angle he can shoot, he can drive to the ball. His, his handle is sick. The dude's uh, phenomenal. Yeah, he worked on his uh, he worked on his uh, on his non dominant hand. You can tell. I mean, dude, he's just he's he's unreal. That guy. He's so unreal. That guy. I'm so happy that the Cavaliers look like uh look like they're. Ready to repeat. Doesn't Early. look like there's championship hangover. Right, and that's a big part of it right. is, is getting out there and making sure that you're putting in the work. And LeBron obviously sets the tone with that. Uh, earlier in the show, we talked about Tristan Thompson, and I mentioned you can bang a Kardashian and still do your job. Uh, somebody hit me back and was like, "Dude, small sample size, right there." But it's true. Hey, all you can do is play the games in front of you. I understand it's only four games, but if it's a, you know if it's any indicator, and it should be somewhat of an indicator, the guy's done his work. The guy's still doing his work. And Tristan Thompson pulling down ten boards a game. What else do we want from him? Yeah. What else we want from him? That's what he does. He's kind of living that life right now. He's living that life right now. Hundred million dollars, dude, banging a Kardashian, pulling down reboards. We're all, dude, we're all witnesses to, to double T. That's what I'm a witness to. I feel like Chloe might get double T'd now, dude. At, at some point. At some point outside that locker room, I feel like that might happen. 
Oh, dude, I'm a little jealous. I do. I want. I want. I yeah. I want to go to bed with Khloe Kardashian. Right. That's the whole thing. We all want 100 million dollars, and we all want to be like you know dominant, powerful. And we want. We want to be. I mean, we, after Lamar Odom, James Harden, and Tristan Thompson, I'm sure I'd need a body condom to do it. But yeah. I, I, but I uh, but I I do. I find her to be attractive. She's she's dude. I, I, honestly, for all the guys out there that, dude, I hate the Kardashian. Blah blah blah. My Let boy. one roll up to your house. Right. I mean, <laughs> you can hate them, but let's not act like you wouldn't have sex with them. I mean, Dude, I had sex with plenty of chicks I hated. What am I going to do? Shut the door. Oh, my God. No, I mean, I banged all those other chicks I hated. But you know what? Kardashians where I'm saying no. Yeah, I don't buy that. I don't know a single person in my life anymore that doesn't have Netflix. Okay. Like, everybody I know talks to me about Netflix. Yeah, it's worth the money at the end of the day when yeah, you think about be. it. I uh, have it. The, the, the amount of movies that you get, the original programming, kind of everything that you're, you know, looking for. Because uh, cable's not worth it. I, I pay it every month because me too. because because I, I want to watch live sports. sports I want to watch live yeah. Cavs games, and I want to be able to do that. But uh, really, man, other than that, cable's not worth it. It's nice to have, but I, if, if you could just get away with Wi-Fi and Netflix, it's a pretty good life. If it wasn't for Game of Thrones and the NFL, I probably wouldn't have gone back to cable. And now that Game of Thrones isn't on HBO right now, HBO is a waste. Like, there's nothing on HBO anymore. I tried that Westworld show. I tried. I kept going back to it. It's not for me. I'm not going to say it's terrible, it's awful, it's terrible, or any of these things. just wasn't for me. It just I, I tried four episodes. If you can't get me in four episodes, you're just not getting me. And that's the thing with Netflix is that like you have such a broad variety, and it's like it's worth it for almost anybody. I even think like poor people should get Netflix because like it keeps you out of trouble. At least you're just paying 10 bucks a month and watching movies Of course movies you think poor people should have Netflix Democrats. Of course you <laughs> well, think. I'm not saying for free. <laughs> Dude, I'm just saying. Wait till those Obama tablets hit. I'm, like, just saying, I'm just saying if people are like, oh, you're getting food stamps? Oh, there's no way you shouldn't have Netflix. I'm like, dude, totally you should have Netflix. It's keeping you out of the streets. You can just watch movies all day instead of getting in trouble out there. I mean, for me, it's fantastic. I would imagine if you have kids, it's a yeah. lifesaver because it's got a ton of tid, uh, you know, kid content on it. I, uh, but they're about to go $3 million in debt. And this is all while they're trying to grow their original programming content. Now, Netflix known the world around for Orange is the New Black. House of Cards, Luke Cage was a big one for them. Daredevil was a big one for them. I'm sure there's others. Oh, plenty. But those are the ones that I that I seem to remember and know about. Now, TV shows, I don't think people have a, have a good understanding of how expensive it is to produce a television show and, like, how much money goes into that. I mean, it's millions of dollars. Oh, yeah, let me tell you, it's not a radio show. It's not that you can you 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 can assume that every show on a television basis at least a hundred thousand plus per episode, right? I mean, minimum, minimum. That's if you're doing it on an extremely cheap basis. That's what would the minimum be of a normal of a really good radio show too? Somebody hasn't told well, anybody. Right, here. right. I'm saying per episode versus per year. Per you year. know what yeah. I mean? No, like yeah, yeah. There, you know, for for an episode of a sitcomy thing, for something like uh, what was that Netflix show? Uh, it was that Ashton Kutcher and Danny oh, the Ranch or whatever. And it was stupid. I never saw. There it. wasn't much to it, but at the same time, a minimum of a hundred thousand plus per episode. You're you're pumping into it. I'm sure. The CEO had already said that the company was going to spend six billion on creating more original series and films, with a portion of that number being spent on acquiring other content and signing more exclusive deals. Now, it should be noted that their library has shrunk down to about half the size it used to be. And it I didn't know that. And there, that's part of the reason why you they show you the movies and TV shows in the order that they do and the categories. That's why they keep you like in that 
sphere of like constantly looking for something so you don't realize like man a lot of this stuff isn't here and i know like the list every month of like what's there and what's leaving and what's coming now is like a big thing now and all this stuff i think there's a chance here that netflix may jump the shark and i i i don't know if it'll be this move i don't know if it'll be two moves down the line but at some point you are going to try and swing and miss huge on these original programming. I know uh, they had Marco Polo was like another one they did, and I don't think that that was viewed as many times as they were hoping. I, I guess like where does where does the return on investment come into play here? Because even if you have something wildly successful, it's not like you're selling advertising on Netflix. So like when you have a highly rated television show and everybody watches it in Super Bowl, you know you can charge mm-hmm. an arm and a leg for those ads, and that's where you get all the production money sure. back is because you've 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 put you presented yourself able to sell an advertisement, but if with like this, there's no ads. I mean, all you're doing is getting ten bucks out of people a month, and I understand you don't want to turn off the faucet because that's what coming people are coming to drink out of. But if 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 you're not getting any advertising money, you can't make you can't make six billion dollars worth of debt up by ten dollars a month. It just there's no way there. No, to I mean, that. eventually this is going to be a twenty five dollar a month service, and even with that, I mean. I guess more than Netflix jumping the shark, it's the concept of oh, I only have to pay ten dollars a month and I get all the entertainment I right. want for free. Like that, that, that concept, that that business model is not going to work. They just signed an exclusive deal with Disney. Now Disney's movies will go to Netflix. That's the only pay for stream service where Disney's movies will be there in the theater. Which you know what I just heard. Now that's big for, again for a lot of you that have kids. A lot of those you know Disney movies you want to show your kids, but for me. That means the Star Wars movies will probably be coming to Netflix, right? Like these new Rogue One movies and all that kind of stuff. Because again, Disney paid four billion for the for the rights to Lucasfilm. So if if they're going to want Netflix to pay some of that money, and I would assume all the Marvel movies will follow shortly behind, as they're owned by Disney as well. Um, oh it, yeah, it, I mean, it, dude, look, I mean, dude, Netflix is full in bed with Marvel. A lot, a lot of their original content is Marvel shows. So they're going. They're going six billion dollars in debt, but they only but they only paid four billion for Star Wars. There's like that just it just it seems like the math is so off there. Like Star Wars, I would have thought was worth twenty billion dollars. I, I would have thought so too. I really would have thought so too. It's a money pressing, you know, it's a money printing machine. It's a right to it, right. steal money. Right. Absolutely, it is. Marco Polo, listen to this. Cost nine point seven million an episode to make. God, how do you get your money back? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand spending $10 million on an episode of stuff that you don't know that people are going to watch. If you're a network, it's like, fine, there's only so many things. Where it's Netflix, like, I never have to push that. I never have to see an advertisement for it. I never have to do anything. That could get lost in the shuffle of things. And it did. I, 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 a buddy of mine was all in on Marco Polo. Swears it's great. But it just didn't seem like it was going to be my kind of thing, so I, I, I stayed away from it. But I think Netflix is maybe going to jump the shark. I, I end up always... Just going back, you know what I'm hooked on now? And dude, I, you, I'm just going to guess that you absolutely hate this show. What is it? But you know what I'm hooked back on now? And I've been watching it for like, uh, this, this is my new stream before I go to bed show now. And I know, I, dude, I just, I know you probably hate this show. What is it? Is I'm hooked on Frasier again. Oh, Frasier. <laughs> The only reason I kind of like Frasier is because it's uh, there's radio involved. Radio in involved. And anytime that's the case, I'm always going to be like, oh, oh look, let me radio. check it out. No, but dude, Frasier sucks. Oh, I love <laughs> Frasier. 
I love his producer, Roz. I was always hot on her, dude. I, I like her. Daphne's kind of hot. And, dude, the jokes are kind of funny. And there's something I see. Here's the thing. I wish I was rich enough to be an elitist. Like, that's, I would love to be Frazier and Niles and, and hate everybody and do that and have a bunch of money. I would love that. I'm just, I'm too poor to be, I tell Meg White that all the time. I'm just too poor to be an elitist. <laughs> I have the attitude problem. For sure I do. I just don't have any of the money. All right. Game seven tonight. We'll get a look ahead at that. But before we do, let's pass out a pair of tickets for Canton's Dancing with the Stars, where you can see Fantone fall over himself <laughs> on November the 12th at the Canton Palace Theater. Call or 10 right now at 800-243-7625. And aside from that, like I said, we'll get a look ahead at Game 7 next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. You're about an hour away from getting hooked up with $1,000 with Rock 106.9. Big cash handout. We'll give you a keyword, you text it in, you get money. We'll do it twice for you this morning, once at 8, once at 9. Fish Head takes over at 10 o'clock, does it a couple of times for you, Kramer too. Also at 9 o'clock this morning on the Stansberry Show is comedian Craig Gass, friend of the program, was in town for the World Series, hit me up yesterday, was like, yo man, you coming to the game tonight? And I said, no, nah, and I don't have tickets. He said, well, I'm in town. I said, okay. Do you have any problem with me calling into the program tomorrow? I said, not at all. Absolutely not. It's about, about time we got someone funny on this show. Last time he was on, people loved him and thought he was hilarious. So we'll get into that. You know, I had something kind of funny happen last night. So I was like scrolling through Twitter. I was watching the Indians game. Yeah. And I ended up texting her about it because I felt a little bad. So one of my ex-girlfriends was like tweeting out about her dating misadventures. Mm-hmm. And apparently, she, she went well, over the weekend. I went out with a guy who was like 21. Jeez. Right? She, well, you date younger, but still, that's really young. So, I, I guess he took her to like some party with like all of his bros because he thought that was like the right call. Do 21 year old dudes, you're just dumb. You're just you're just dumb. And then and and then he looks at her in the middle of the date and says, "This is why I had to text her." And I, I just thought this was so funny. It, dude, this is the this is inside the mind of a 21-year-old guy. And you all think you're so slick while you're trying to pick up chicks and you don't know a single thing. You don't know a you don't know a damn thing. The guy looks at her and says, well, you're hot for an older lady. <laughs> I texted her right away when I saw it. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, but I saw that and thought it was hilarious. And so we ended up having a little bit of a conversation about it. And guys. Of all ages. It's not just 21. Dude, let me give you a little piece of advice here. You're hot. F- it, stop right there. Yeah. Not, yeah. not for, not if you keep you in this group of, of bitches, you're hot. No, you're just good looking. That's it. That was enough. The yeah. end of that sentence right there. You're not hot for an older lady. I mean... <laughs> Just the, again, that's just being young and dumb. And thinking that like going to a house party is a date. You know what I mean? Like, hey, what do we? You know, if, if if I guess if you're in college, if you're you know you're under twenty five, but that's not even a date in any circumstance. Ah, dude, that's terrible. Terrible. I, terrible. I did we so we ended up texting back and forth a little bit last night, laughing about it together, but. It was very funny. And I even said to her, I was like, I just, now she's much younger. She's 33. She's much, much younger than me. And so, but she's older than him. But right. I was like, I don't think, I don't think people at 33 are older. 
You know what I mean? If she's dating a 15-year-old, then yeah, but then that's you're a criminal. 33 to a 21-year-old, though, that that is that would be significantly older. I mean, that's 12 years. That's huge. So I, I think... I, All right, maybe. I guess it's been so long since I've been 21, but... Think, think about the difference in life experience and just like miles on your face, man. I mean, dude, 33 Jeez. to 21. It, well, I mean, you're coming, out of, you're coming out of essentially being like a teenager and 33-year-olds are real adult. Like, there's no denying it. I pretend like I'm not a real adult, but I she am. She isn't, but... <laughs> but yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess, maybe you are. I just when I saw that, I was like, "Ouch!" Because I know what that feels like, and that just feels like a sock to the gut. It just, dude, that had to feel terrible, right? Much like when people say to you, "Well, you're not that fat." Yeah. Which, by the way, stop doing that. <laughs> stop doing that. Just, dude. Just, you're not fat. That's it. Period. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> you're a hot older lady. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! That's bad. That's it's pretty bad, dude. When, bad. I, when I read that last night, I was like, honestly, I belly laughed out loud on my couch last night. I was like, oh my god, the dating misadventures. It's so funny. All right, Game Seven World Series tonight. Uh, here's what I want all of you to do. This is what I want you all to do. I want you to watch the game and press mute so I can stop hearing about your whining about Joe Buck, you bunch of sissies. I watched this game last night. I didn't hear it. I haven't heard it all series. Now, look, I don't hate Joe Buck the way all of you do. Like, I think him calling baseball games that I'm not emotionally invested in, I like when he does it. I like him on Sunday football with Troy Aikman. I guess maybe I'm in the minority here. I must be, even though he's been on TV for like the last 25 years. So maybe not. But I'm obviously in the minority here in Ohio. But I'm not hearing this. But... You guys are crying like a bunch of Cam Newtons out there. Nobody's against you. I know there's there's money to be made in t-shirts that say, Cleveland against the world. The world's not against you. That's just a rue for kids who just, that didn't want to graduate college that want to sell t-shirts. The world's not actually against us. I don't understand this hatred of Joe Buck. I watched that whole game last night. I never heard it. Now, maybe I, like I said this to open the show up, maybe I just do a better job of ignoring it, or maybe I just don't, maybe I don't want to feel like a victim. Fantone said to me during the, during the break, he said, you know what a lot of this is, and I think he's right about this, is that people enjoy the victim role. Especially when you consider how long the Ohio sports fan has had to play the victim role. Yeah, you almost don't want to give it up. Yeah, we're comfortable in it. You know what I mean? I've done this a million times. I've I, I've been here before. And, I, you know, obviously I think Cavaliers shook that off a little bit. But last night, I mean, you really did see people lose all faith. And, I mean, it's a seven-game series, guys. All you had to do was win one of these last three. They lost two so far. It's okay. You've still got a seventh one to win here. I will say... I have said since the beginning, I think of, of summer, that I feel as if the Indians will win the World Series. I predicted, I bet it. I have the Indians on a sports book ticket at 40 to 1. Nobody wants the Indians to win more than me. I have a huge bet in at 40 to 1. Like, I have a bet that is two fingers up to my boss, like, dude, you know what? See ya at 40 to 1. Nobody wants the Indians to win more than me. If anybody should be foaming at the mouth about Joe Buck talking about the Cubs, you would think it'd be me. But I'm not hearing this. I don't understand. I think you guys just want to, I, you're just like beating dogs. And you assume that the new owner is going to beat you too. I just, I just don't get it. Now moving forward to the game. I think we're all, and myself included here, 
I think we're just assuming, well, it's Corey Kluber. We'll win. We're going to win. It's Kluber. He's unhittable. You got to realize, this is, I think this is the third time we're going to see Corey Kluber in this series on three days rest. At some point, that elbow's going to start to hurt, right? At some point, the arm's not going to have everything it needs. Now, I hope it's not tonight. Well, uh, when you think about it, there's n- no reason to hold on to anything. So, uh, Corey Kluber, whether whether he's a little gassed or not, and on short rest or not, he's going out there full throttle. And really, you only need him for four innings. I mean, if he can go out there and minimize the damage for four, four, four plus, you don't even have to get a full five out of him. I mean, once again, you're you're going to empty the tank out. You've got Andrew Miller that'll come in and pitch too. You've got yeah. Cody Allen. You've got you've got options there. All you need is Corey Kluber to get us through the five without uh, without blowing anything. And if anybody on that team is has that ice running through their veins, probably Corey Kluber. That's true. I think we win. I still maintain we win. But I want to say this before the game. So when I come in here tomorrow and say it, you know I'm being real with you. If we lose tonight, and we lose the World Series, this is still a wildly successful baseball season for the Cleveland Indians. And if you go out there and you start trashing Cleveland and you start trashing the lineup and you start tra- and you start woe is me and you do this, you either win a championship or you suck. I don't get that. We've turned into... We vilify these people that, that that you love them when they're hitting and when they don't they're they're just the worst. Don't trash these dudes. You know, nobody owes you a championship. It's not like well it's been fifty years so you owe it to us. No nobody owes you anything. And I think if anything, watching this series and, and, and watching it go from you know three to one where we're all like oh dude it's guaranteed it's going to happen we don't even have to worry about it into where we sit right now this shows how hard it is to win a championship. It's incredibly it, difficult. It, it, I, 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 you know, and if anything, the past fifty four years you think would have made that really clear to Northeast Ohio sports fan, but for some reason or another, it, it, there's there's this you know mentality of well it's just coming down our way, and I, I don't know if that's true. I'm just. If it's championship or the season's a waste, then what are you doing investing yourself in sports? You are going to lose championships. You are going to not go to championship series more often than you ever will go. So why are you setting the bar so high for 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 the happiness level for yourself? I don't understand why you would set that bar so unreachable. Why would you do that? Celebrate the fact that they're good. Celebrate the fact that they made a run to the World Series. Now, I still think they're going to win. But when, if, whoops, 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 almost did that. But if they should happen to lose, you won't get sour grapes out of me tomorrow. You won't get what was me out of me tomorrow. You won't get that. So if that's what you're looking for, go to K&R. He's not going to get it here. Even if it's a cluster F of a game, what about if it's just like, dude, Yakety Sacks playing in the background, Tyler Naquin, just, dude, just pulling Tyler Naquin moves? Game seven of the World Series. Do you have any idea how, I know you do, do you have any idea how hard this stuff is to get to? It's tough. We have an elite manager. We have an elite starting rotation. We have half of an elite hitting lineup. They're going to be good next year, too. These guys are locked down. This is, if anything, if you could walk away with anything, if they should happen to blow the series is, man, we're going to be competitive for years to come. 
If the Browns were in the AFC Championship game and got blown out by 35, you'd still be going, Birdie! Birdie! Woo! 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 Like a bunch of idiots. But when it's baseball... I mean, essentially right now, the, 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 with the position you can put the Browns into is we're going into the fourth quarter tied in the Super Bowl. Dude, in North, Cleveland sports fan losing their mind right now. Losing their mind. And there's, dude, don't get me wrong. There's obviously a lot of excitement, uh, but it, the overreaction, guys, it's going to be fine. 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 I, I, you got to not make it championship or bust for your happiness. And if you have, you're unrealistic and don't know enough about what's going on. How bad does it suck to be Tyler Naquin today? Pretty bad. I mean, he was right. rough last night. He was a deer. He was a deer in the headlight last night. Which is surprising, man. I, uh, I mean, I know the kids had some deficiencies in his defensive game, but it, 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 that was such a obvious move. It's like, dude, you're center field. You're the captain of that uh, of that linebacking unit. Essentially, you're the middle linebacker. You got to bark the orders out. You got to tell Chisholm Hall to get out of there and just bloop. Felt the wind out of the sails. You just felt the entire stadium. Just oh. I'm going to be a nervous wreck watching that. Like I said, yeah. dude, I, I have a ticket at 40 to 1. 40 to 1 for them to win. If they win this, oh my God. I'm so excited. I love money. I love winning money. What the hell are you doing at Rock 1069? That stands for you. What are you, what are you, what are you working here for? <laughs> I might not anymore. I might not. I put a huge bet in at 40 to 1. I can't wait for Game 7. Can't wait. Don't have to wait long. Tonight's the night. Did you see this where a fan, I guess, outside of Progressive Field yesterday actually ran into uh, Terry Francona, the, the uh, tribe manager, and didn't know it was him and asked him who he thought was going to win? I did not know who Terry Francona is. <laughs> I didn't know him. I had no I idea. Get, how do you get World Series tickets? I guess I, I think he was just in, the, oh, in between the two stadiums. Okay. There. Might have been going to the Cavs. Game. Okay. Had no idea who Francona was. Who you think's gonna win? Hey, dude, what's up? I guess, what about that tribe? You like him? I guess Francona just said, "I just hope it's a good game," which it ended up not being. No. It was. It was obvious pretty early last night. Oh, dude! Bryant he- goes yard, and then uh, then you watched like Naquin and and Chisinau, like blow it, like blow it. I was like, all right, that's. That's probably not good. Once that grand slam was over the wall, yeah. I was like, "Don, adios, good yeah, night." That, that was tough to watch. I think they win, but again, if they don't, you didn't deserve a World Series. I mean, maybe you did. I mean, you did hit three hundred all year, right? Yeah. I mean, you stepped up and you hit three hundred all year, didn't you? It's okay to be upset when you don't win. But you're going to take to Twitter and you're going to call these guys awful names. You're going to talk about their wives. You're going to talk about their girlfriends. You're going to talk about raping them with broom handles and all this other stuff I see on Twitter. got to relax and learn to enjoy your life. At the end of the day, and I know this is going to make people angry because it's Game 7 of the World Series. It's just a game. Enjoy the fact that you have a franchise that's good. Not everybody wins a championship every year. Most people don't. You're going to be fine. But when you vilify him, and then next year on opening day, try fan man through and through. Remember that. Don't woe is me it. Nobody owes you a goddamn thing. Nobody. You're not owed a world series. I like when I kept, we deserve this. What? I'm sorry, what? For what? For going yard all those times? No, you don't.
Kluber on the mound. He's pretty dominant. I said last night, though, I don't want to see Corey Kluber not be dominant. And there's only one more game left in the season. So I hope we don't see it tonight. I'm staying positive. I think they win. We have here, Fantone, another example of what not, and I mean what not, to put into a kid's Halloween bucket. We'll give you that next on the Sandsbury. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. At 8 o'clock, win yourself $1,000 with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. We'll give you a keyword. You text it in. You win money. Pretty simple there. Like I said, 8 o'clock, your first opportunity to do that. We'll do another one for you at 9. Also at 9 o'clock, comedian Craig Gass joins the program. Friend of the show was in town for the World Series. So we figured we'd have him appear on the program once again. As people, last time he was here, people loved him. Funny guy. Yeah, he is a funny dude. Mainstay on the Stern Show. Many other appearances there. I'm sorry to go backwards, back to Halloween. Okay. But I didn't read this until this morning. Okay. And you would have thought this was Florida okay. when I read it, but it's not. It's Ohio. Deer Park, Ohio. Mm. And a man was arrested the other night surrounding Halloween. He's 34. And this isn't funny. When you read most of the details, it's not all that funny. I guess somebody had, like, been trick-or-treating a kid under the age of 13. Okay. And instead of giving him candy, Andrew Jacquard, 34, tried to dip his genitals in the kid's Halloween bucket. What? 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 says here he knowingly displayed his genitals to a child under the age of 13 for sexual gratification. He placed his genitals in a bucket of candy at his house. I'm sorry. I know it's not funny, but there's something about it that's making me laugh. I apologize. There's nothing funny about showing your genitals to kids. Like no. I get, I do understand that. So as you're like sitting there going, what an idiot. He doesn't get that. I totally get it. It's just uncomfortable and it made me laugh. I'm sorry. Okay. But he had like stuck his genitals in a bucket of candy. That's, the, I guess, the part that made me laugh there. At, a, uh, at his house on Halloween night. He's charged with, uh, you know, disseminating harmful matter, uh, two juveniles and two counts of public indecency. This is uh, down near Hamilton County, which that's Cincinnati, I believe. And they arrested him Monday night in uh, in court. He was given a hundred thousand dollars bond. Now, was this he had like the bucket of candy and he did the movie popcorn thing where he stuck his genitals in there and tried to like hand the kids so they would grab it? It doesn't necessarily get into that, but that's the way it reads to me. As it's out again here, it says Andrew placed his genitals in a bucket of candy at a home on Clifford Avenue in Deer Park on Halloween night, according to arrest documents. And he knowingly displayed his genitals to a child under the age of 13 for sexual gratification. So you're sitting there out on your front porch and you've got a big bowl of candy. You cut a hole in it and you put your junk through it. I guess that's the, that's the way I'm seeing this happen. Oh, the old popcorn trick yeah, at the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I mean, right? Or, uh, that's the only, that's the only like way that makes sense to me. It's not okay. like he just flopped it out and threw it on top of the Snickers bars. That would be, a, <laughs> that would be, a, that would be, oh my God, that would be, <laughs> again, I don't know why that's funny. That would be a terrible prank. And let me tell you why. Okay. 
A, you're going to go to jail. Right. So so there's that, right? right? So, so there's the, it's ultimately, it's bad for this reason, this reason only. Shouldn't show your genitals to children. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's why it's bad. Okay. okay. But if we need another reason, if we're going to go down the genitals in a bucket of candy rabbit hole. It's a terrible rabbit hole. <laughs> Dude, that's a, that's a sentence I never thought I'd say. But if we're going to go down that rabbit hole, another reason not to do this is let's be honest, fellas, you know, the genitals, they're not tough. They're cows. You even graze those some bitches and you're down for the count. So you're putting them in a bowl of candy where kids are going to reach in there with like, I mean, dude, they're going to be like throwing blows to get their fists in there to reach candy. And sooner or later, one of these kids will going to sock you right in the nuts. Right. They've got those little Wolverine claws on. They're reaching down in there trying to grab two with their chubby little fists. Um, It's terrible, dude. I, 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 I guess, like, don't get me wrong. You know, I know there's going to be people that are into weird, degenerate, like gross sex stuff. That's, sure. You know, morally reprehensible. But I, I what... What gratification, other than, I guess, showing it to a child, like, what gratification, you're not getting any gratification out of it? Dude, again, you're well balanced. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I know that sounds crazy because you know, your life's a mess, but, like, I'm telling you, you're, I think, pretty well balanced. For, for, uh, dude, I, you're trying to apply logic to Santa Claus. There's no logic to why people show their, show their genitals to children. So I mean I don't know I I I think I would rather find a razor blade in my kid's Snickers yeah for sure than for ge- sure. than genitals in a bag full of candy oh my God catch Fantone tomorrow night yes he will be at TD's tailgate on <clears throat> on uh, on Tusk from five to seven you're doing a little celebrity bartending as uh you know raising some funds for the Canton Palace Theater you're also going to be doing dancing uh, with Canton stars. At uh, at the Palace Theater, November the twelfth, and we've just been a little, um, I guess, surprised is the right word. We knew people would want to see this, right? Right. You know, you're a spectacle. Some people love you, some people hate you. So obviously, people are going to want to see you maybe fail at something. Like I get it, but the phone has been ringing off the hook for these tickets, and dudes are calling in. Like I expected, like some of the female listeners that like like listen a lot and maybe like like you or like maybe have like an infatuation with you. I expected some of that, but like. Steel workers are called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we say dudes, I mean, listen, not to, but like, I, I think I have a pretty significant uh, homosexual, you know, fan base there where I know there's some people who are big fans of crew and big fans of Fantone. They, they, there's a big intersection there. But uh, this is like dudes. This is like bros. Like, hey, man, been working all day at Timkin. You, uh, you got some of them dancing with the stars tickets? And I'm like, I guess I, I do. I, yes, just please don't hit me. <laughs> please don't hit me. I don't. You're the butch, obviously. I don't. Uh, just, just don't. Yeah, don't twist me into a pretzel. It's just very funny to me. Uh, you know what I mean? I guess you know. Teach their own there. <laughs> Tomorrow <laughs> you know night, five to seven. I will be out there raising some funds. But I, I must. I said to Phantom during the break. I was like, dude, if somebody would like it back in the day, I would have heard call now and you can see Gary Delabate <laughs> dancing with us. I would have been like, who cares? But uh, dude, these dudes are just all hyped to watch Phantom fall down. It's now you're doing hip hop dancing, is that yeah, right? Yeah, dude, it's gonna be bad. I'm already I'm already calling it right now. I was practicing last night and I'm just like, dude, feet work faster. Do this. Jason DeRulo, slow everything down. Um, but it'll be a good time. And at the end of the day, it's for a great cause. Canton Palace Theater. It really is one of the gems of downtown Canton. It's one of the things That's right, yeah. One of the things that makes downtown Canton so special. Everybody has a story about that stage, and uh, I am very uh, proud to be raising some funds for it. So. Also going on at that stage is Gallagher. He'll he's actually there at the end of this week. We have tickets for that. We'll give you those next. I'm Rock 106.9. 
Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. If you're unaware, it's High Performance Indoor Electric Go-Karting, and you can find them in Medina, just off the square, located in the old foundry building. They're also online for you at HighVoltageKarting.com. That's HighVoltageKarting with a K.com, and you can give them a call at 330-333-9000. Talk to them about the Sansbury Show special. It's all day, all night, Monday through Thursday. We're giving you three races for the price of two, plus free registration. I'm going to save you 30% out at High Voltage Indoor Karting. Like I said, more info can always be found at their website, which is HighVoltageKarting.com, or stay up to date with news and special offers via their Facebook and their Twitter pages. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. We have a pair of Gallagher tickets. We'll pass those out here in just a few minutes. 1 800 243 7625, the number you'll need for those. Also, at 8 o'clock, you'll get your first keyword of the day to win yourself $1,000 with Rock 1069's Big Cash Handout. Do it for you at 8 and 9 this morning. And then Craig Gass, comedian, will join the program at 9 o'clock. He said to me, what did, what did he text me yesterday? And, and I yelled at him, actually, because he was going to the World Series. And he said to me, he goes, I'm rooting for a Game 7 that goes 35 innings. And I said, dude, don't even say that. It's like, come on, man, it makes for great baseball. And now I'm going to yell at him because I think he's the reason why we lost last night. Um, you know, I, I will say about this, and obviously it could go one way or the other, but the circumstances of this series, it really does, you know, you couldn't write a better story to go down to the, the to the final game and to, to have two teams uh, over the two over the six games so far. It's been 20 to 19 Indians. Wow. You know what I mean? So wow. it's just like it's been so close. I didn't Every, even know that. Yeah, there's been blowouts. There's been close games. There's been wins on the road. There's been wins at wins at home. It's it, been all things. Right. I mean, dude, this, the, you know, we've talked about this before. Baseball, very much a game of circumstance, a game of situation. And you uh, can't ask for a better one than Game 7, right? No, no, no. I'm very excited about it tonight. Yeah. Game 7. Kluber on the mound. Indians win. And again, I, I will tell you that I'm a pretty substantial wager on the game. And I got the Indians at 40-1 to because I bet them well before anybody thought they were going to go. I was on this early. My brother heard it. He heard the program. He called me. He said, dude, they're 40 to 1. You want it? And I was like, absolutely. Let's take that. So we took it. Can't wait. I said to Fantone during the break, and this is 100% true, and uh, not that you can't easily reinstall it whenever you want, but I've deleted Tinder off my phone. I've, uh, I'm, 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 just, I'm done. I had a bad Tinder situation happen. Um, it was about a week ago, maybe. Okay. And uh, I just I found myself across the table from this person who seemed interesting online. And I was just like, this is a mess. And I went home and I was just like, you know what? I'm done with that. And so dating is difficult. It's tricky. Okay, I don't care what age you are. It's tricky. But you get to be my age. It's definitely, you know, tough because when you ask a woman out, she's got to find a babysitter for her three kids. And then, you know, that whole thing. And it just, you know, scheduling can be tough. And obviously the the thought process of starting a new relationship oh, it's is brutal. it's a very low priority for most people that have a real life going on. Yes. You know, I'm just trying to get the fish sticks in the oven and trying to keep the lights on and trying to get to work on time where I stands very you're not at the top of my priority list. No, right. No, not at all. And so dating can be tricky. And I think that a lot of people are going to opt for this next option that I'm going to tell you about. Okay. I don't think you'll see me do this, maybe, but I think other people might. But a robotics expert, David Levy, has predicted that sex robots with the ability to talk and respond to touch 
will be commercially available as early as next year. He says the coming wave of sex robots will be human-like in appearance and size. They will have human-like genitals. They will allow intercourse according to their owner's sexual orientation and tastes. According to him, the first wave of these new sex robots will resemble real dolls. Realistic silicon dolls created by a company in California. But with more functionality. He says they will soon advance far beyond that. For $15,000, he says here users will be able to buy sex robots with synthetic skin embedded with electronic sensors allowing them to respond to touch. It's actually kind of smart. The ability to talk back in a sexy voice. Oh my lord. And then it comes with a heating element so they'll be warm all over. I mean, it was just two weeks ago I had to be terrified of my cell phone blowing up plugged into my wall. Now I got to worry about my me being plugged into this thing and that thing overheating. That's a good point. You know what I mean? It was one thing when it was just the phone, but you're bringing my penis into this now. Well, your phone's sitting pretty close to your penis at all times. You know, your penis is always, you know, you always got to be thinking about All that. the important stuff goes right there. Phone, keys. Apparently, Real Dolls is at the forefront of this field. But a bunch of Asian companies are making major advances on their own, they say here. He says, I want people to have actually develop an emotional attachment to not only the robot, but the character behind it. I want you to be able to develop some kind of love for this thing. So it reminds me of that movie, Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah. It says... You know, the naysayers say this is complicated because they want to know if a robot can consent. I paid 15 grand for it. I don't care if it says no or not. That's ri- it's it's a robot. I'm taking it. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. It's a it's an inanimate object. I mean, right. at the end of the day, that's an inanimate object. You can't. There is no consent there. There's. I mean, does a dildo consent? Right. Right. right? He makes room here that some people are obviously going to think it's creepy. Of course. But. A lot of people who support this are equating it to online dating in the re- in the regard that at the onset of online dating, people thought it was crazy and thought you were like, like a loon mm-hmm. if you were doing it. And now it's how everybody meets. It's how everybody meets. I mean, as as the world turns, things become a little less taboo. And, you know, once technology is introduced, it'll eventually find its way to the mainstream. And, of course, there's always going to be, a, you know, a bit of a, like, ooh, looking at somebody who's, who's you know, using a sex doll like that. Um, have you clicked on the link and, like, looked at, like, that real dolls thing? Yeah. I'm not going to lie, man. I mean. The uh, one I'm looking at right now is kind of hot. Right. Like, there's no denying that. What are they making them talk for? Oh, <laughs> dude. Like, that's not good. I, listen, I understand why it's a little bit creepy and why it's like, ugh, you know, and I, I don't know if this is necessarily going to be for me, but is there a possibility that these things can be used in a healthy fashion? Not like, hey, I'm in love with this and this is my partner, but like instead of cheating on my wife, I can I can use this. I think a lot of wives are going to view that as cheating. Really? 
Dude, it talks to you. It has warm genitals. Like, I don't, it, it's not the same. It's, I mean, it's designed for, it's designed for, like, connection on a non-sexual level. Like, that's where real cheating comes into play, I think, for women, is that, and probably not all of you, you can't paint every, you know, any group of people with one failed swoop there, but like, I think a lot of women would view the emotional connection as the cheating aspect, not necessarily like the carnal. And being an emotional with a robot? Look, I, dude, we're in uncharted territory. I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't do, why do I have to have all the answers on the sex dolls? I'm just saying. Right, but I mean, like, I have an emotional attachment to the Cavaliers. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's. These and are- again, a lot of women feel like they're just pushed to the side for their their husband or boyfriend's love of sports. I just wonder if, I, I just wonder if this will become essentially the new pornography where it's like, hey, I'm, yes. not, I'm, I'm using this as it's strictly like a masturbation aid. This isn't for me to, you know, the end online porn. No, not at fifteen thousand dollars a pop again. And no, because porn is so easily accessible and hideable, where you can't necessarily hide this as quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah, if your kids come home real fast, I mean, good luck right. throwing Brenda underneath the bed there. Right, and I mean, just think about like cleaning it and and the maintenance of it. You know what? I almost said something. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not saying that. But I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to finish so i'm not sure you gotta like clean inside of it right you just gotta wipe the Uh, top half of it off uh, i'm gonna make sure that i clean it out after use is that right yeah i don't even know what i'm talking about this for i can't afford a fifteen thousand dollar car (laughs) i'm gonna afford a fifteen thousand dollar sex doll by one used. As a guy who kind of always talks about how he likes to meet people naturally and, and do all this stuff, I understand the need for this kind of stuff, but it worries me that we're going to head to a, like a place and I won't be alive for it, so I guess I shouldn't totally care, but it, this worries me that we're going to get to a place where it's like, we're so selfish and we're so self-involved and that it's like no other human being, just me. All I need is me and then I got a bunch of robots over here and I'm good. Alright, throw on the VR headset, start banging out your, your, your robot, order right. everything online, deliver it by drone. I'll tell you, that's another thing I don't like technology-wise. That 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 Amazon Alexa thing, I don't like that thing. Where you just say things out loud and it orders stuff. Dude, that's terrible. I think out loud way too much in my apartment for me to have something that's just like, oh yeah, I'll call eBay and I'll make sure that gets sent here. I, dude, that thing freaks me out. I don't want more technology in my house that listens to me and like captures my voice and stores it. I don't want anything to do with that. Midwesterners, we here in the middle of the country, have made it to the top of a list we didn't want to be on. I'll tell you what that is next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. If you head over there and check out the, the Stansbury Show section, you can see a woman who was a vegetarian since I believe the fourth grade and she is trying meat for the first time in over two decades, 22 years since she's had meat. And there's like a video up there of her trying different meat products for the first time in 22 years. In the background, you can hear her husband go, yes, waiting for his turn there. Doesn't mean that's going to doesn't mean that she's going to try that one, buddy. Yeah, good luck with that. Birthday, maybe New Year's Eve. That's about it. 
I always think it's so weird. People who like, and I guess you can see it on both sides of the coin here, but people who are so like against vegetarians where like they're like personally offended by it. They're like, screw you. My food pees on what you eat. I don't get that either. Who cares what they <laughs> eat? What difference does that make to you? I have found that vegans and vegetarians are a little annoying with, yeah. the, with their, you know, you shouldn't eat that and it's bad and, you know, it's not nice and, you know, your food had a face and like that kind of stuff annoys me. But I don't, I mean, dude, if you want to eat sprouts and raw carrots, fine. Fine. I'll eat bacon. You eat that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, I don't have to take vegans down. Bring but them down a peg or two. It is, they are a little annoying. It's like, it's people who are new at anything. Like, if you just quit smoking cigarettes, you're terrible. If you just found Jesus, oh my God, are you the word. I'll tell you the word. Oh my God. And don't get me wrong. It's a great life change for you, but newly sober people are tough to be around, too, because it's like, I know, I'm going to hell. Did you know about the destructive habits that you're, you're currently engaging in? And it's like, yeah, dude, I'm doing it right now in front of you. And again, if you are powerless you know, to a uh, to narcotics, then I want you to get the help you deserve yeah. And, yeah. and need for your life to be better. Yeah. I'm not knocking treatment. I'm just saying they can be a little nauseating with it when they first get out. People who start a new diet, they start crossfitting oh, or something uh, like that. Dude, let me tell you about these shakes. Okay, well, tell me after you've lost 200 pounds. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point You know what there. I mean? Like, it's always like while they're still sweating like grease from their from their fat, chubby arms that they're telling you, no, this sh- this is the shake. Yeah, this is the shake that's going to make you lose weight. Why, why haven't you lost weight yet? I know. it's like, Oh, it's like those girls that sell wraps online now. Like that thing. Oh, my God. Uh, dude, the amount of women I know on Facebook that are selling wraps, I don't even know what it does, but that are selling wraps, and it's like, let's wait until the after photos are taken, <laughs> and then maybe maybe you can start to talk to me about that kind of stuff. But a vegetarian trying meat for the first time in over two decades can be found online for you at WRQK.com. I have a study here that was done, and it puts Midwesterners, us, at the top of a list we didn't want to be on okay, and that we shouldn't be on. And you hear me talk about this a lot. You hear me rally against this a lot because I had been guilty of it and I was forced to see the error in my ways and I made a correction and I believe that I can help somebody else before they have to go through what I went through. Okay, But it turns out, Fantone, Midwesterners are the most likely to drive drunk out of the entire country. We are 37% more likely, they say here, to drive drunk than the rest of the country. We reported 41.6% of them admitted driving drunk, with the majority of them being my generation, the Gen Xers. I totally believe that. People 70 and older, least likely, obviously, probably not on the road as much. Men were significantly more prone to drinking and driving. 45% of men, 35% of women. Wow, I didn't think the disparity would be that big in that. I really didn't. These are all self-reported, right? These are just people saying, hey, yes, I have done this before. I believe so, yes. Baby boomers ages 52 to 69 were most likely to drink and drive with 77% admitting it. Well... 
At the end of the day, if you're asking, like, in... Did you have a glass of wine at dinner and then drive home? Or have you ever done this in your life? I think everybody almost is You're leading the witness at that point, yeah. And you're going to have to say, yes, I I don't know of anybody in my life that at some point or another hasn't done that, right? So I have some of the drinking habits of these people, okay? 53% of the people who reported driving drunk on at least one occasion consume between one and four alcoholic beverages per week. That goes down from there, but then escalates for those who drink over 16 beverages per week. Jeez. They say the survey results indicate a pattern for this, with nearly 86% of our respondents who said they drink more than 16 alcoholic beverages in a week also admitting to drunk driving. 16 drinks a week seems like a lot. It's two plus a night. You know what I'm saying? If- okay, if you throw in all seven days. I, I Sometimes I, I will make a week five days because my work week is five days. Although not this week, I'm going to work Saturday and Sunday too. Um, but most times my work week is five days. But if you start habitually drinking three drinks a night, you're getting into some sort of territory there, right? Today's Wednesday? Wednesday. How many drinks have I had this week? Monday. None. Yesterday was Tuesday. I had I had a little vanilla Coke and Dr. Pepper when I or I, I had a little vanilla crown and Dr. Pepper when I played golf yesterday. Little. But like I didn't get drunk or anything. So I guess I had one drink this week so far, and it's only Wednesday today. So four a week, that seems about right. I mean, I remember when I was partying pretty hard, and I still will occasionally. You know what I mean? I'm not against it. I just am more careful about how I do it now. But I remember when I was like going at it pretty hard. Like my buddy once said to me, he's like, dude, he's like, I don't think you guys understand. Most people don't go out and drink like we do. Most people don't go out and drink 10 drinks a night like we do. Right. And most people don't go out multiple times a week to go out. Right. Like that's that. Of course, when you get into that territory, if you're going out multiple times in a week. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's very unlikely you're going out and having one or two drinks per time. If you're going out, you're probably going out. And that's I mean, that's where I am for sure. I've been drinking probably in the past three weeks. But when I do, I'm binge drinking like that's kind of where. Yeah. I'm, you always claim that that's who you are. Yeah. You don't, you are not going to drink a lot, but when you do, when you're do, going at it. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's pro- I think that's probably pretty uh, par for the course with a lot of people. I-, I think is that, you know, most of the time they don't do it. It's not like a thing they, they get them through their day or whatever. And now you go out and you got a babysitter or whatever, maybe throw back a little bit. Did they, uh, did they define the Midwest there? Did they say which states he wears? Because like the Midwest, like the, the, the oh, it's the Midwest. It's like people try to throw themselves into the East Coast sometimes well, like that too. And it's like, no. That's a lot of, of if, you, if you count Ohio in the Midwest, I mean, dude, we're east of the Mississippi. Like if anything, we're the Mid-East or the Great Lakes region. I'm getting this from uh, from a Detroit news station. See, that's the thing, dude. Is everybody in New York and LA just ah oh, Midwest in the middle? That's everyone, and it's like, dude, hey, I'm not, what, Iowa and, and Ohio, two different things. Yeah, but those are considered to be the same thing, and it makes no sense to me. Now, for the misnomer of good drunk driving, nearly 32 percent of respondents ages 18 to 34 said that they believe there are people who are good at drunk uh, driving. No, there isn't. Uh, no, there isn't. I say this about bartenders too. Like, you'll hear bartenders say this. I'm a better bartender when I drink. No, you're not. No, you're not. I, I, I refuse to believe that. As a guy who does it, and can you, can it take the nerves off of you and not make you want to choke annoying customers? Yes. But at the end of the day, if you're drinking behind the bar a lot, you're sloppy. You are sloppy. I know this because I stand next to you on Friday and Saturday nights. I stand next to bartenders who do it, and you suck at it when you're drinking. 
you suck at it, and you're getting yelled at by management all the time when I'm not doing it. You just don't care at that point whether you're good or you're bad. You're probably bad at it both right. ways, and you're like, yeah, whatever, at least I'm drunk, I don't care. So let me give you some numbers that I actually have from having been caught for this. They say, and I buy this, that the average person who ends up getting a DUI, you drove 77 times drunk before getting caught. And if you do this on a consistent basis, I've never been, you haven't been caught yet. This is the new murder DUI. It's like the new thing that they're like hot on, and they should be because it kills thousands of people every year, and it's awful, and it's easily avoidable. And especially now with Uber and Lyft and all that kind of stuff, you guys hear me talk about that stuff all a lot. You know, you need to be taking that kind of stuff if you're going to drink and drive. But nobody is a good drunk driver. Nobody is good at that. It's like texting and driving. Like, I used to think I was a good texter and driver. No, you're not. Nobody's good at that. You just happen to be lucky. But eventually, luck, because it's not skill, will run out on you. An athlete came out and has said they're pretty much done. Enjoy their craft now. You're not getting it much longer. And I'll tell you who that was next on the Stansbury. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9, 9 o'clock. Your next opportunity to win Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. We're passing out $1,000 multiple times every day. Your next opportunity is 9 a.m. You'll get your next keyword. You'll text it in. You'll be $1,000 richer. Still won't be able to afford a Game 7 ticket for tonight. No, you won't. It's going to be through the roof. Um, I saw a lot of people bitching yesterday. If you sold your tickets to a Cubs fan, you should be outlawed forever. We were going to talk about an athlete retiring, but I'm glad you brought this up. Okay. Because I'm interested to get your take on that. I will admit it sounded like Wrigley in there last night at some point. Yeah, there were plenty of Chicago fans up in it. Plenty of Chicago fans. Now, that's going to be the case when you're talking about an hour flight or a six-hour car ride, right? You're pretty close. Championship series, right? Yes. Right. People are going to make the trip for that. Do you have a problem with people selling their tickets to Cubs fans? No, I do not. Okay. No, I do not. How am I going to have a problem with somebody selling their own the property? I mean, you bought the tickets. You can do whatever the hell you want with them. I, I, I do. I do. I want. Do I want Progressive Field sounding like Wrigley? No. no. But I can't get mad at you for doing it. Would you sell your tickets to a Cubs fan? Well, it, it, it depends on the price here. If I'm buying these tickets for, let's say, a hundred dollars, and I'm selling them for, you know, five grand, of course, of course. And I mean, like, the thing is, is not to be like, well, Chicago people are guaranteed going to be richer than Cleveland people, but they're much more used to spending a lot more money. I mean, obviously, the cost of living when you compare the two cities, oh, it's astronomical, not even close. So, if a Cubs fan feels like, hey, I can get this ticket for five thousand bucks, it would cost me ten thousand at Wrigley. You know what I mean? Like, so I can just do this. Yeah, it's going to be hard for me not to take $5,000 on a $100 investment. I will say, excuse me there, a little yawn. I will say that I would feel wrong for doing it, but I probably do it in the end. I hate to admit that, I don't, I don't, but I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think anybody should have to feel wrong. I mean, and like, let's be real. I uh, I went to an Indians game June, July, and uh, dude, at least half the stadium, at least half the stadium was Blue Jays fans. So let's not act like these tickets are so sacred to us. And oh, dude, we fill up the you know, and you're selling tickets to the, the watch to- parties for the postseason got more uh, attendees than the games all year. And and it's not like you're selling like you know dog pound tickets to. To 
the or Steelers. Steelers fans. And even if that was the case, I would probably do it because I'm going to make 500% profit there. I mean, I'm probably going to do it. Um, but I just don't think most people who are in a position to turn that kind of money down. And I think it's I, I, I think it's very unfair to look at people and go, oh, you can change your family's life for the next two months. But in order to do that, you have to sell it to you know a Jake Arietta fan, and you're supposed to say no to that. And let's be real too: most of these ticket sales aren't going down person to person. Somebody's taking those tickets that they have, they're going, right? And they're going StubHub to StubHub or, or whatever the what, CheapSeats.com, right? Or whatever. whatever the you know ticket broker is, and then they're selling them to whoever. Do I expect a ticket broker like Hot Seats or whatever? Do I expect them to to only sell to Indians fans? No, no, it's, no. A, it's ridiculous. That, that would process. go against the terms of service for right. any public business, right? You can't. Do do that right so i don't understand why people are trying to vilify those who I, mean, I love it dude i love that the same people are like you have to make a cake for that gay couple but don't you dare sell those tickets to a cubs fan when when you bought season tickets at the beginning of the year, let's be real. Not many people thought the tribe was going to the World Series. No, it's not you know. Is there somebody out there that did? Sure, but you know, not many people bought those. It was season not. Tickets. Yeah, it was not. It, it was not what we all just expected to have happen. You, you bought those season tickets because you wanted to go out with your family and you wanted to have hot dogs on Dollar Dog Night, and you know, you you were able to do that, oh, and too. you made you made the investment, and now that that investment can pay off big to you, who am I to vilify you for 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 trying to make money? Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't like it, and I don't like seeing a bunch of other fans in our ballparks. I mean, you see it at the Brown Stadium all the time. I mean, dude, last Sunday, I mean, dude, at the end of that game, the Browns were dri- trying to drive in for a touchdown, and you could hear defense chants. And I was like, dude, that's our stadium. Why are we hearing that? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's because the Jets fans are still in the building. And so, like, I, w- we deal with this a lot here, Okay. But I just like I saw people like tw- like just railing against people last night. I was like, "Why do you care? Were you gonna? You weren't gonna buy the ticket anyway, right? Like that's the thing that makes me mad about. It. It's like, fine, uh, you, you oppose it, fine, whatever. But you weren't gonna spend the five grand. Yeah, you gonna make that up to me? Okay, I'll right. sell it to an Indians fan. But are you gonna make up the difference between what this Cubs fan was gonna pay? No, no. I'm sure there are some Indians fans willing to pay that kind of money. Obviously, as there's people in the building. But I, I just I, I don't understand it. I. I like I said, I would feel little wrong doing it. I would. But at the end of the day, like you said, you offer me 500% profit on anything. Gotta take it. It's yours. Gotta take it. It's yours. The, yeah, I mean, that's the way the world works. It's a capitalist society. And I try to tell people all the time, you know, all you need is love. No. All you need is money. money you know, money doesn't matter. Money is the only thing that matters it's the only thing that matters it's nice to have family it's good don't get me wrong that stuff matters too but in the big scheme of life you can put your arms around your 17 relatives and they're still going to throw you out of that house if you don't pay that bill money totally matters quit knocking people for making five thousand dollars for a ticket that would cost 46 months ago makes no sense all right we'll be right back with more sansbury show hang on Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for CSE Federal Credit Union. I've been banking with them since taking this job at Rock 1069, and I absolutely love how local they are. They got three convenient locations for me, and they just gave me my new debit card. I now have access to 30,000 surcharge free ATMs. I'm paying no ATM fees with CSE. Check out more info at CSESEU.com. Now, with Black Friday right around the corner, everybody's going to be looking to get their shopping done. Whether you need a loan or just a credit card, CSE is here to help you out. Like I said, more info can always be be found at CSEFCU.com. 6 9.
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. You'll get $1,000 richer at 9 o'clock with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. You get a keyword, you text it in, you win some money. Also at 9 o'clock is Craig Gass, comedian. People are taking issue with my money's the only thing that matters thing. Okay, it's not the only thing that matters. Obviously, your kids are important, but what makes your kids have a decent life? Good schools, putting them in the right situations. How do you do that with money? People think of living in America, America's free. I'm an American, I'm free. No, you're not. You are not free at all. None of us are free. If we were free, dude, if everybody were free, you wouldn't be where you are right now. You're probably either at work or on your way there. That's not freedom. Money gives you freedom. America doesn't give you freedom. Money gives you freedom. We've gotten that confused. Family important? Absolutely it is. Is it the most important thing in your life? Probably, and it probably should be. But running around pretending, oh, money doesn't matter, is insanity. And that's why you don't have any. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's, that's that mentality. You have to realize that money is important. And that, do you want to make change in the world? You want to end cancer? What does that? Not memes, money. Want to end racism in this country? You want to end things in this Put money behind it. Money makes action happen. That's what makes it vastly important. That's all the point I was trying to make. Not like, hey, go throw your kids in the river and turn tricks and make money. That's not, that's not what I was saying. Obviously, your family is totally important. But without money, none of it matters. You'd be living in a box outside. Money totally matters. It makes me crazy when people try to tell me money doesn't matter. Yes, it totally does. It's about to get freezing cold in about a month. You know what makes that heat go on in your house? Money. We live in a free country. No, you don't. You live in a very expensive country. And you have absolutely no freedoms. Win the lottery. Then you'll be free. Financial stability gives you freedom. That's what gives you the freedom, not the country you live in. All right. Speaking of freedoms, you're allowed to uh, come and go as you please, do as you want, retire whenever you're ready. And an athlete is going to hang it up and call it quits. And has said so on a talk show just earlier this week. UFC great Ronda Rousey says this next fight is definitely one of her last, so get it in. Enjoy it now, because it's going away. And I don't think we can be shocked about this. Her last fight, she was knocked out. She's been strange since with her connection to the UFC. And I think what you're dealing with here is a woman who no longer needs the UFC the way she once did. Fighting is hard. I've talked about this a thousand times on this show. Do guys don't go into the UFC? Do men and women don't go into the UFC because they want to? If you fight for a living, it's because you're fighting out of a situation that you're in. Most times. Are there going to be exceptions to the rule? Yes, but that's the rule. You're not fighting because you want to. You fight because you have to. Ronda Rousey doesn't have to fight anymore. And if you go into that octagon and you're not all in and you're not like, I better win this fight, you're going to get your head knocked off. You're going to get severely hurt in that octagon. And I think she just realizes there's I she can make money not having to be punched in the face. And so she's going to choose to do that. But what I would tell Ronda Rousey is this. You only have those opportunities because you're a UFC fighter. 
Now, it may end up, Rhonda, that you end up being a better actor than you ever were going to be UFC fighter the way, like, The Rock became, like, a great actor versus being wrestler. Yeah, but the... But, 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 but the probability of that is slim. The Rock had a decade plus of his name being a huge deal, and Ronda Rousey hasn't. If you I mean, if she's in two flops of movies, it's over. It's over. It's, I, I honestly, I feel like... It's and you're going to be broke. As soon as she walks away from this, it's over. I mean, really, it's not like she's that hot. It's not like she's that talented as an actress. It's not like she has anything other than like, hey, I'm the badass that was kicking other broads in the face. Like, I don't think I don't think she she, she has a real shot here at putting something like... A superstar outside of it? No. I think it goes no. away really fast, unless you have honest-to-God ability. Now, look, there are people who switch careers like that. Mark Wahlberg, better actor than he was ever going to be rapper, right? You don't even think of Mark Wahlberg as Marky Mark anymore. You barely, for most of America, I know you always will, but most of America don't will not view The Rock as like a wrestler. He's now the actor. I'm not sure Ronda, and maybe she does. I don't know. I'm not saying she doesn't. I'm just saying I'm not sure Ronda Rousey has the acting chops to be able to do that. Being an actor is harder than people think it is. It's not just like showing up, putting on a nice dress, and saying lines. It's not. It's harder than people think it is. I mean, with Mark Wahlberg, like, wasn't he kind of just acting like a rapper? Yes. I mean, was he ever really, uh, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, the guy had a career of 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 as a musician, but I think it's different when you're an entertainer versus an athlete trying to make that crossover. Because as an entertainer, that kind of is who you are, and whatever avenue you take it out of, whether it's rap music, acting, or whatever, it's different than. trying Trying to be an athlete that makes that jump. I um, I think it's time for her to go. I I, I think if you want to go in that sport and you're not, if your heart's not in it, you better get out because I think you're going to get hurt, and and I think you're going to get hurt pretty bad. I mean, do people can get severely hurt in the octagon? But I'll I'll put it in terms of my favorite UFC fighter right now, Nate Diaz. Do you think Nate Diaz is going to come out and say he's quitting the UFC? Hell no, because Nate Diaz knows one thing for sure: he needs the UFC. If Nate Diaz didn't have the UFC, he'd be serving a dime upstate because he's fighting out of a situation. That boy's Stockton tough. And if you've never been to Stockton, believe me, you'll do anything in the world to get out of that part of California because it's brutal. You have to fight just to walk to the convenience store in Stockton, California. It's brutal. Those Diaz boys are just fighting so they don't go to jail. That's what that's what that sport is filled with at the moment. It just is. You fight to get out of a situation you're in. That's why McGregor's doing what he's doing. Eventually, he's going to get out of this, too. There's too much money. You give these guys too much money, and it just just changes who they are. And I get it. I wouldn't want to get punched in the face for a living, either. That would suck. That would be terrible. That would be a terrible way to make a living. But I'm with you, Fantone. I think if she's in two movies that don't go over the top, and all of a sudden she's not the dominant girl who's beating girls up, and knocking women out easily, I think it's over. And I think this is a little short-sighted. And she's not guaranteed to win this fight. And if you lose this fight, I think that phone stops ringing faster than she thinks it's going to. And I don't think you can Michael Jordan this. I'm not sure you can Michael Jordan the MMA. Like, can you retire and then be like, you know what, like three years later, like, you know what? I mean, I'm sure fighters have it. I'm failing to remember off the top of my head right now. I'm sure people have. But I just do what you want, Rhonda. You were dominant. I was wrong on you. I, I, I'd like to, you know, I called you overrated. 
That was probably a little bit of a hot take on my part. I've decided to walk a lot of that back with you. You are a dominant fighter, but I think you got to stick with what you know. And you got to stick with what works, at least for a little while. I just think she doesn't want to fight. And if that's the case, then you should be done. Because you're going to get your head kicked off. And someone's going to hurt you in a bad way. But if you're Chris Cyborg sitting on the sideline and you're hearing that, you got to be thinking, wimp, sissy, ducking me, won't get in the ring with me. I know there's weight classes there and this and that, but we've seen other fighters do it. But she says she's done. Get it in now. It's definitely one of her last fights. She will be an answer on Jeopardy and who? Inside of three years. Got to fight. We'll be back with Craig Gass and another look at Game 7. Next on the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. We're going to be joined right now, actually, by comedian, funny man, Craig Gass. You can find him online at GetGass.com. It's GetGassGass.com. Craig, how are you, my man? Man, I I know that most people in this state are are on edge about a Game 7, but I think it's the greatest thing in the history of baseball that's happening tonight. I am so excited to be here for this. I know. You uh, You had texted me yesterday and told me you were in town <laughs> and that you were going to the World Series game, and you're like, I hope it goes to Game 7 in the last 46 innings. I told you. What did I say to you yesterday? Don't even say stuff like that. And sure enough, when dude, when they lost that game last night, I thought about you, and I well, I fantasized about beating you up, Craig Ass. How about that? I, hey, I don't blame you, but you know what? How much sweeter would it be if the Indians win in Game 7 on the backs against the wall? I, I think, and I know you're not going to agree with this, but whoever wins, this is going to be one of the greatest moments in the history of baseball. Lies, I'm false. Just, I'm Boo, a huge baseball yes. fan. Uh, are, I was going to ask you why you were here. Not like, dude, what are you doing here? But like, are you, uh, I wasn't sure, like, are you, are you a Chicago native or do you just like baseball or what's the deal? No, I got offered a chance to come up and tape some comedy segments. I'm, uh, I'm doing uh, uh, drunk uh, World Series reactions after oh, nice. the shows, after, after the games that I'm taping. And I had the opportunity to go and watch a game. So as a baseball fan, I grew up as a Yankee fan as a kid. Boo. Until, uh, I, I agree. Until I got to an age where I realized, oh, it's not magic. Like, I really thought it was magic when I was... I think you should be a Yankee fan until you get to the, like, age of 12. I think root for the Yankees if you're under 12 where you think it's magic. Okay. And then if you, when you become an adult and you realize what the reality is, I don't think you should root for the Yankees. It's not... It's, it's like you shouldn't believe in Santa Claus. You shouldn't root for the Yankees. You're smart enough now to know that it's not real. So, um, but I love baseball, and... The, the fact that the two longest droughts are what that one of them is coming to an end tonight, I think is so great for the sport. And I'm just, I just, I can't believe I had a chance to be here. I had to take the opportunity. Craig, as a baseball fan and a baseball purist, what makes more sense to you, American League style of play or National League style? I, I mean, you can argue both sides. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't have a strong argument for either one. But how long have you guys been Indian fans? Your whole life? My yeah. whole life, yeah. yeah. 
your whole life. And uh, how do you feel about tonight's game? What do you think the chances are? I all right, Craig. I'll tell you. I have felt all year that the Indians were going to go to the World Series. I bet. Really? The, oh, I bet them at forty to one in the middle of the summer. I, wow. I mean, I have a monster ticket for the Indians at forty to one. I mean, a monster ticket, like. Like middle fingers up to my boss, I'm out of here ticket for the really? Indi- oh yeah for the Indians at forty to one. I can't wait for Game Seven. I this is I, the last time I'll be talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, if you're just joining us, we're joined this morning by Craig Gas, comedian. Uh, catch him online at get gas get com. You were on the show uh, it was a few months back, and people have been hitting me up about you ever since. That's why when you texted me yesterday, I was like, absolutely, come on in. You're known. Oh, right on. You're known the world round for your impressions, but I got to tell you, I'm looking at your website right now, and you do an amazing Gene Simmons impersonation, but you look like Nikki Six. So like, <laughs> is, is, is that weird for you? Are you confused about who you are? Dude, I can't tell you how cool it is to get that comparison, because I was a big Motley Crue fan growing up, so being told, hey, you know, you I look like, too, a, yeah. I, just, I always in the back of my head say, hey, uh, yeah, looking at your website, I mean, you're pulling your tie off to the side, you're doing the comedian, I'm nutty thing at, at your website, and yeah, the, yeah. The, the headshot, the photo, it does, it looks just like Nikki Six. that's crazy. Wow, yeah, I, I'm a big fan, so that's very complimentary to me, but uh, you know that after tonight, I'm going to stay up all night, I'm going to go to the World Series game, I want to see insanity in the stadium, I personally would like to see at least 30 innings of baseball. Jesus, <laughs> man. I got to be I, up at 4 a.m. Don't do that. Yeah, and, and I just I want to see insanity. And then I'm leaving to go perform with Kiss tomorrow. I'm leaving to go perform on the Kiss cruise. Yeah, I, I now I grew up now big Motley Crue fan also, but like Kiss is probably like as from when I was a kid, my all time favorite band from when I was a kid. I mean, obviously it's different now, but like when I was a kid, they were my favorite band, and I have to admit. That I've I've gone to like Kiss convention. I've traveled across the country to go to Kiss really? convention. Oh yeah, dude, I'm one of those. And I, uh, but I have never been on it. And I've talked to Paul and Gene on the air, like on the phone. But I've never been on the Kiss. Cru- I've never been on a cruise, let alone the Kiss cruise. And it's something that I've always thought about doing, just to like two birds one stone it there. Like I got a little bit of like you know I'll get my Kiss fix and then I'll be able to try a cruise, which I've never done. Is this something I should think about doing? Yeah, I think so because economically you get. I think it's uh, it comes down to like a thousand dollars or. Or fifteen hundred dollars per person. Shh, don't tell Gene that it'll go up. You go on. It's a six day vacation. Wow. Everything's free. All the food is free for fifteen hundred dollars. That's already like de- staying in a decent hotel, but also having all your meals. And then on top of that, you get to watch Kiss perform a few times. You get to meet Kiss. You get a a, a photograph with Kiss. Um, Skid Row is playing. Uh, Enough's Enough is playing. King's X is playing. Dude, why are you it's giving me reasons not to go? <laughs> yeah, and then, I, I, personally, I'm surprised they let me on a ship because the last time I performed on the Kiss Cruise, I got in a lot of trouble. And I don't know if I told you guys that I made an announcement on the ship that upset a lot of the Kiss fans. Do you no, know that? I don't know. I don't know this. Um, I met a girl on the cruise who was the cruise director who, when she found out who I was, she said, Oh, my God, you're the comedian. You're the guy from Family Guy. Oh, do you want to do a funny announcement on the ship tomorrow morning? And I went, oh, God, yes, please, <laughs> please. And then the next morning, everyone on the Kiss Cruise woke up to, this is Gene Simmons. 
from KISS. And we have a very important announcement. Do not panic. But we have a very important announcement about the KISS cruise. It seems that the KISS cruise has just hit an iceberg. <laughs> Which, keep in mind, when I said we've hit an iceberg, we're in the middle of the freaking Bahamas when I said that. But do not panic because KISS is going to take care of everybody. We actually have three packages to get you off the ship, okay? First, we have the platinum package, which is $5,000. I mean, it was everything I said was, was over the top, sure. And But apparently two or three of the passengers on the ship actually got upset and ran to the employees and said, is Kiss really going to charge us to get off the boat? They really <laughs> thought that Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, but we do it for the fans, okay? I know you guys wonder if the Kiss cruise is worth it. It's worth it because it's for the fans. It's not for the money. We do it for the fans. We're talking, and that's why this Kiss cruise is brought to you by Budweiser, <laughs> the King of Beers, and Wingate by Wyndham Hotels. If you're not staying at a Wyndham. You're a jackass. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> We're talking to comedian Greg Gass. You can find him online at his website, GetGass, GetGass.com. Now, you've been on Family Guy. You've obviously do the Gene Simmons. So, so people, you, dude, you're a recognizable guy out on the street. What's the number one impression people ask you to do when they see you out in public? Um, it's usually Gene Simmons. Last night, I got asked uh, uh, a couple times to do Al Pacino for people on the streets, um, and uh, but my personal favorite is Tracy Morgan because Tracy Morgan is just he's insane. And every time I, love I see him, the last time I saw Tracy Morgan, I hadn't seen him in a year, you know, since his accident. And someone said, "Tracy, look, it's Craig Gas," and he kept walking and looked at me like we were in mid conversation. And again, I haven't seen him in a year, but he kept walking past me and he said, "Craig, you know why my hands are so smooth." I go, what? You know why my hands are so smooth? And I said, I don't know why your hands are so smooth, Tracy. And he said, because they always rubbing girls' booties and counting money. <laughs> I believe I that, like, too. Wow, okay, all right. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's just insane. He's certifiably insane, you know? Is, is, you is, know what? We could do a comedy show in Canton. That's what we need to do. I need I, to come back and just come in studio and... Okay, hang out with you guys. I'm glad you brought this up because there's a club here that's not necessarily a comedy club, but they got a great room. It's called the Oracle, and they have a great room to do this. And we did a show, and we sold it out. We sold out two shows, as a matter of fact. Wow. And we did it with comedians that I don't think, not that they weren't great guys, they were they're good comedians, but they didn't necessarily fit this radio show where you fit this show much more than they did. And if you're willing to do this, I think we should try to put this show together and let's get you here in Canton and we'll put you up there. I know you know a couple of guys here locally that are comics that I'm friends with too. We, we share some mutual friends and we could put together a pretty good show. Let's, let's put our heads together and let's do that. I hate to interrupt this conversation, but this is Gene Simmons <laughs> from KISS. What's this going to cost and me, Gene? The event that you're talking about is already on sale at kissonline.com <laughs> for eighty nine ninety five. Click on my cod piece, and Stansberry's face will pop out of my cod piece. And get your tickets for the Stansberry Comedy Festival. Oh my god! 
I uh, yeah, let's do it. I love this idea. I'm looking at your calendar. We'll obviously to hammer out some details, you know, off the air. But I'm looking at your calendar. My boss is on vacation, but let me send him <laughs> some dates. And uh, I really want to do this with you, man. I think it's a great idea. Uh, my audience loves you. And uh, like I said, the last time you were on, that's all I heard about for like weeks after. And so I think it'd be great. I think people would love to see you live. And I think people would love to see a guy who almost looks like Nikki Six and almost sounds like Gene Simmons. I think I think people would be. I think there's a big market for that, my man. I'm in. Let's do it. Last time I came in, I actually I remember um, came in. We hit it off. We yeah. had a lot of fun, and then we came back in again. And we hit it off. I mean, it was just, it was so effortless and so much fun. And uh, I agree. What I'd like to do is if we make this happen, I would like to come in right off the top and not even say that I'm in town and just come in as a bunch of different celebrities and just see if we can, like, make people lose their minds. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. I'm totally behind this idea. I think, dude, you're a friend of the program. We're fans of you. And, uh, well, there's a partnership building here, Craig Gass. (laughs) And do we're yeah, allowed to get married now? And tonight, when the Indians win and you cash in your your ticket, you don't even you're not even going to be there anymore. Well, it'll be the Craig Gas Show then, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See you later. I'm out, yeah, my man. How that works out, dude. Thank you very much for waking up early with us. And uh, I know last night you probably had a, a few of the adult beverages a, after that game. And dude, root for the Indians. Will you wear one piece of Indians gear to the game tonight? You know what? I got uh, my World Series hat that I got last night, and then they gave me a, a towel too. Nice. So, um, yeah, I'll be there and. Uh, I, I I just I think it's the best thing to happen to baseball, and I I hope the Tribe wins, but I also hope the Cubs win. And I know that's a really terrible thing to say. Um, I just uh, I, ultimately I'd like to see it just go really deep. I mean, if if you're if you're not like tied in to either team, you're happy to see one of these teams finally break that. Streak, that is true, sure. You know, but, and um, and I really I will say go Indians and um, and let's hopefully uh, celebrate tonight with all your money that you're going to win. Damn right. That's Craig Gass. Catch him online at getgas.com. It's getgass.com. And uh, it sounds like we're going to have him here doing a comedy show for us uh, on the program and uh, here in town in Canton. Craig, thank you so much for joining us this morning, man. All right. Go to (laughs) kissonline.com. Talk to you again soon, man. Yeah. Or uh, he and I have stayed in contact since the last time he's been on the program. He's a good dude, very funny guy, and uh, that's awesome, man. I, I thought we were going to have to drag him here to do something, or that we were going to have to like dragoon him and beg him, and he just wants to do it. Now we're just going to have to drag our boss over that finish line. Now we're just going to have to drag the radio. Station. Did you guys just try to put an event together while I was in Florida and I wasn't even there? Did a meeting happen and I wasn't in it? That's my boss right there, yep. freaking out. Instead of enjoying his family vacation, he's going to get furious <laughs> at me. We'll be right back. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show and Rock 1069. Become $1,000 richer at 10 a.m. with Fishhead. He has your next keyword for Rock 1069's Big Cash Handout. I want to thank comedian Craig Gass for joining the program this morning. You missed him, he was on a little earlier. GetGas.com GetGass.com Funny dude Sounds like he wants to do a comedy show here in Canton, Ohio We're happy to oblige Yeah, Craig Gass has got love for Ohio He really does Like I mentioned earlier in the show I saw him at Rock on the Range He's doing a lot of things with local uh, I know a bunch of Cleveland comedians Uh, Been funny stop a couple times So, dude, I guess it just goes to show Ohio does have a really good comedy scene Oh, God, really good Really good. 
I would agree with that, yeah. A lot of local comics are very funny. There are certain cities where that's kind of true right now. I hear Portland's another one of those where it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of, you know, comedy's taken off there here, Boston, New York, obviously. But I would love to do a show with him. That dude's hilarious. I could listen to him do Tracy Morgan for two hours. I could just... And I almost did yesterday when he called me. He just wouldn't get off. I was like, Craig, come on, man. I'm on the seventh hole, dude. I'm trying, <laughs> trying to tee off, man. Hold on, man. I got one more for you. Like, all right. All right. Good dude, though. Catch Fantone tomorrow night. Celebrity bartending at TD's on Tusk from 5 to 7. Doing a little uh, event there to raise some support for the Canton Pal Cedar as you're dancing with the Canton Stars on November the 12th. If you want to call it dancing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh I'm dude, you all right. Can I be honest with you? I feel I feel like you're I feel like you're playing possum. Oh no no. I feel no, like no. at first I feel at first I bought it and now it's uh because dude, this is almost three years we've been doing the show together, right? right? right. This is the first time I've ever heard you admit that you're not good at something. Ever. Well, I think that just goes to show how uh, how terrible I truly am. It's not like it's not like it's gonna be like, oh dude, it's gonna he's he's playing possum. He's, he's gonna he's, no. he's a ringer. No, no. dude, what do you think I, I'm gonna I'm, go up there? I'm, I'm telling you, people don't buy it. This is this is the this is the I'm terrible at it, so you go see it. And then when you get there, then all of you walk out of there and you're all tweeting about how great Matt Fantone is. Lowered expectations for sure. Is I'm that de- right? I'm definitely trying to get people to be like, oh, well, it wasn't that bad. I don't know if I buy it. It wasn't that bad. Um, I, you know, I, I, I guess I won't stake my claim, but I'm suspicious that you're lying. Well, you come find out November 12th, Canton Palace Theater. Now, lying, not normally your thing. Pretty no. honest guy. No. Pretty pretty upfront guy there. But I, uh, but I worry. That, that I'm being duped here into going, oh, I just want to go watch and laugh at him. Yeah, and then I get there and be like, dude, but you're really good at it. I'm a little concerned that this is going to turn into one of those situations where people start throwing produce from the audience at me. Like, I don't know why they used to do that in the 1800s, but throwing get like, it. tomatoes right. and heads of lettuce at me. I'm a, I'm a little concerned about that. I don't, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, he's doing a little interpretive dance there, hip hop style, right? <laughs> little Chris Brown. I don't know if it's interpretive. I don't know what I'm interpreting other well, than a white it, dude that can't dance. It sounds like that's what it's going to come off as. I don't think you, you might not be intending it for the, to be that, but sounds like that's what we might get there. But uh, he'll be celebrity bartending at TD's tomorrow night on Tusk from five to seven. Uh, hold on, did I say TDs enough time, Scott? TDs, <laughs> TDs, dude, they've got great happy hour specials. Appetizers are great. Everything's great. Look at the TV screens. Come watch the Tron tonight. TDs tailgate and grill. I think I am going to come to that because I, 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 like I've, I've hinted at it this before. But there's another person who bartends there that yeah. I might be interested to be introduced to. So well, there you go. I don't tonight, know if she's on the schedule tomorrow. Tonight maybe. could be the night. Well, good thing we know the owner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I thought we... about that the one time where I was like, I wanted to go that route, but I was like, that's weird. That is that's that's a little bit like when Seinfeld got that chick's number from the AIDS walk list. I don't know if you necessarily. Jesus, yeah, I don't know, if dude. You, I don't know if you necessarily want to start like, hey, tell me your employee schedule so I can sit outside of your business place and wait for. Her to arrive. Give me your social security card. Come on. No, seriously. Let me <laughs> what does she smell like? Oh, my God. Jeez. Took things to a weird level. There. Yeah, Sorry. you did. Sorry. Started, oh. started with the AIDS walk and just kept going down from yeah, there. Yeah, dude. That's, I don't know. Well, I don't know how you steer out of the skid of AIDS walk. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not talented enough for that one. That felt like a punch in the lunch right there. I didn't, I didn't enjoy that. 
Uh, we wake up very early for a yep. living, and uh, it's probably the hardest part of our job. If I'm for being sure. honest with you, the only bad part about doing this in my job and our job is when you have to do it. Yeah. What's harder for you, waking up so early or going to bed so early? Any more? At first it was going to bed. Now it's waking up. It, it really is because I wake up and I'm just like, Ugh. It sucks because no matter how much sleep you got, you you received, it doesn't feel like it was enough. Right at four a.m., you're just going to be tired by the end of you know by no the matter end of what. The day. Now I'm getting old enough now where I can get tired enough to go to bed early. But see, you throw the Indians games on top of it, it's like you know you're up till like eleven, eleven thirty, and that's just really late for us. So being tired at work is one of these things. It's not only us; that's everybody in everybody in the world is tired at their job. And in the United States, obviously, people are working more than forty hours, more than they ever have before. Mm-hmm. And part of the way people get through their day is, and we don't. And I'm surprised that honestly, with there being two of us, not one of us is addicted to this stuff. Is these like energy drinks? Now we're coffee addicts, so we get the caffeine. It's not like we're like, no, we don't need caffeine. Like we both drink coffee like crazy. But we don't drink Red Bull or Monsters or five-hour energy drinks. That's not really our thing here. And coming out of Florida is a story where they say now that they feel as if they've seen, I, I think, is this the second or third document, second, sorry, second documented case of acute hepatitis brought on by chugging too many energy drinks. Patient was a 50 year old, otherwise healthy man who had been nagged by ab- abdominal pain. 50 years old and you're, you're, you're an energy drink addict? Not what I expected, dude. If you would have said 22, I'd have been like, all right, bro. Yeah, I guess it's like 35 is what I 50, thought we were going to do with. Yeah. 50? 50 year old, otherwise healthy. Okay. He had been nagged by a, a, you know abdominal pain there, vomiting and drowsiness for weeks on end. He brushed it off as flu like symptoms, as you probably mm-hmm. would for at least a week or two or whatever. But then he got a little bit more worried after he noticed dark urine. And signs of jaundice. Went to the doctor, was diagnosed with severe acute hepatitis. Doctors ruled out drugs, they ruled out alcohol, and they ruled out sexual behavior as causes. 50. (laughs) I mean, probably not a lot. And a test revealed this wasn't typical viral hepatitis from an infection there. However, levels of B vitamins used as energy blends and beverages in his liver were off the charts. The patient told doctors he had been consuming four to five energy drinks daily for three weeks straight to get through his labor-intensive day as a construction worker. Dude, that's why people end up on meth. You know, you're just so exhausted. You're just trying to make it through your day. You're really? working 12-hour-plus days. I mean, listen, I'm not saying every meth head out there, but sure, you know, no, no, just I know what you mean. a little something to get him through the day once Red Bull's not enough. I, 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 that's, I, I'm sure that happens frequently. That is terrible. Like, I don't drink that stuff at all. Uh, dude, you're drinking four of those a day? I mean, you know that that's bad for you. You have to. So my buddy, my buddy Jim, who I play golf with all the time, good dude, but he is severely addicted to this stuff. And uh, he and his or his wife and I have been friends forever, as, like, as long as I can remember. And she's been on him about, like, he will wake up in the morning. And before his eyes are even open, like he's like walking through the house, feeling the walls with his hands, goes into the kitchen, cracks a Red Bull, doesn't drink it, chugs it, opens it, slams it down, goes and gets dressed. And then when he walks out the door to leave for work, grabs another Red Bull, drinks it on the way there. He has an alarm on his phone to tell him later in the afternoon when to have his afternoon Red Bull. Wow. Wow. 
your body normally tells you when you need to hit your addiction. You know what I'm saying? Like, my body's like, all right, dude, go get a cup of coffee or whatever the case is. But, like, dude, to have to set an alarm? Hundreds of dollars a month. Dude, Red wow. Bull's not cheap. Have you ever have you ever really like paid attention to what that stuff costs? Per volume, per ounce, that stuff is insanely expensive. Like, I'll drink this stuff like Kate. Like, you know what might happen? Like, Friday night, I'm working at the Agora, right? I have to be there at four o'clock in the afternoon. That's 12 hours that I've been awake, you know, for my work day. And then I'm going to work till about two o'clock in the morning. So, what you might see in the middle of that shift is like, I might get, like, we serve monster there. So, I may take like a monster and cut it with like Sprite or ginger ale and like sip on it through the night to give myself a little energy. But like, the taste of that stuff is always kind of grossed me out. Like, it, you know what I mean? If you like it, fine, whatever. I'm not looking to demonize it but it's just not like i don't know the taste of it has never really been my favorite like i could never get hepatitis from that because i was drinking it too much that is scary dude that stuff is dangerous man that's why there's that many warning labels on the side of that right acute hepatitis from energy drinks dude if you're drinking that stuff way too much there you go just think about that man there's some negative uh health uh, you know associations with that we have a pair of gallagher tickets he's playing at the end of this week i believe at, at the canton palace theater we'll send you to that and close out the program next on rock 106 this rock station rock 1069 Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. We have Gallagher tickets. You'll have them just a short uh, few minutes from right now, 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need for those is playing the Canton Palace Theater on the 5th there. I uh, Apparently, Starbucks is in the crosshairs again over the color of the cups. Awesome. Again, awesome. Uh, apparently this is a thing. I, I don't know why. And then uh, as I look into it, it's actually pretty smart here. As, you know, people were like, where's my red holiday cup? Where's the red cup? And the CEO of Starbucks says, you know, given this divisive time in our country and the fact that we're getting ready to elect a new president and red necessary, you know, kind of associated with the Republican side of things there, he said, we wanted to stay out of it. Ah. They want to stay middle of the road. So they're serving green cups. Okay. No blue. No red. Yeah, but a little green there. If you have a green cup, that means you hate Jesus and that you don't like Christmas. So. Wait, what? Yeah, dude, I'm sure. Dude, you know Starbucks people. And they're gonna freak out. And there's no Christmas. There's red. Is it now? Why isn't it red? Why isn't Jesus's picture on here? <laughs> You're right. That 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 will be a thing. It says Happy Holidays. Oh no! And let's be real about the Happy Holidays statement. Isn't that the same thing as saying All Lives Matter, All Holidays Matter? Right? Right? Okay, walk me through the process. Well, like uh, people get so pissed off, like the right side, the GOP side, the, the conservatives get so pissed off about Black Lives Matter. Pff, why can't you just say All Lives Matter? Well, instead of saying Merry Christmas, why can't you just say All All Holidays Matter? Right? Christmas counts. Black people count. When I say All Lives Matter, I mean Black people too. I do. Well, when I say Happy Holidays, I mean Merry Christmas too. It's, it's encompassed in there. Well, all right, turning it on its head there. Doing what I can. Doing what I can. I've just always have said happy holidays. I mean, even for a long, you know what it was? Is that I worked retail in Solon. And well, when you're doing anything in Solon, yeah, you're not saying Merry Christmas. Right. And obviously. that's what my boss had said. He was like, look, man, he's like, I know I was, I was a young kid. I was like 16. And I didn't know. I didn't know that it was like wildly offensive. Or like I didn't know. I didn't know the difference, you know, whatever. And he was like, while you're at work, he was like, I just don't want it to be a thing in my business. And I was like, 
uh, okay, it makes all the sense in the world. And my eyes were open to it. And ever since then, I've just kind of always said happy holidays. Much like when I moved to the West Coast years ago, when I was in my early 20s, people started making fun of me because I said pop. And so I learned to say soda, and I have I have said soda since. Like, I, I, even though I, I've lived home now longer than I was ever out there forever, but I... Uh, I, I still say soda now, just because I, my eyes were open to it, and I, I just I, I've been forever changed. But this is probably smart for Starbucks to cut this off at the pass and just do green cups. I don't know why people get so upset about the color of the cup that your coffee's in. Who cares? Do you not upset about the fact that it costs you five bucks? Like that's not not what you're mad about. You're mad about the fact. Do people just like you? If you said to me during the break, how predictable is this goddamn country? Like, dude, here comes November. Time to be mad about coffee cups. Speaking of predictability, in November, oh no, has 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 one of the Canton radio stations switched over to Christmas yet? Oh, not what I thought you were talking about with oh. November. Well, I mean, considering that it's seventy degrees outside, it'd feel weird to hear hey, you know Bing Crosby singing, but a little. But it's November. I don't know that that whole going Christmas music on the radio thing has changed. Since I got into the business, the theory used to be, and maybe it still is, I don't know. I, I've never really worked at a station that did this, but the theory used to be whoever switches first wins because you get credit for the ones being, and it looks like everybody else is following suit. But that being the case, or if that's the case, I don't think anybody's quick to do it this year. Doesn't seem like it. For me, I've always thought like Christmas music on, on a radio. Now, look, I get some of you get like super wrapped up in the holidays. And so this helps, you know, you like cherish it and do all that. And that's fine. I'm a little bit of a pessimist and Scrooge and I don't care. And I think it's silly, but fine. You have your your Christmas music station or whatever. But I've always felt like there's always been this argument. When do you do it? Is it the day after Thanksgiving? Is it, you know, when do you do it? Is it a week before Christmas? How is it not December 1st is the day you do it? Right? Because then at that point, you got 20, was it 24 days or whatever? Like, even people who hate it can make it through 24 days of it. Um, Because it's like, well, why don't they just wait to put up the Christmas decorations till December 1st at Walmart? Because we want to get be paid. Great. Because we want to get paid. Because they want that kiss in the ratings. They, they, they want to get that credit. Oh, yeah, and the ratings are done before that. Yeah. Maybe we should do it. Do you think it's a very show? Should we switch over to Christmas music? Could it be any worse than the music we play? <laughs> I doubt it. You know, I had somebody tweet that at me earlier. They said, dude, you must be one of the most talented radio guys ever. And I said, geez, thanks. Yeah. And I said, I don't think so, but, like, why? It's because the music you play is terrible, and yet you're rated very well. I would tend to agree. But that's, you know what, I should say this because my boss is on vacation. I know he's listening to every word I say because that guy has no idea how to relax. But I should say that even if we played my all-time favorite music ever, I would still hate it sitting in here. <laughs> I would because, dude, you do this for a living. You just learn to hate everything that comes out of the speakers, including your own voice. You know, So I, I, I think there's probably no way to make me musically happy. Through a radio station like that, just because I'm stuck in here, and I, you know, no matter what it was we were playing, I would have to hear it ten times more than you would as a listener, and so yeah, eventually I'm just going to be like, enough. Christmas but music, it is then. I, no, I will admit, Christmas music makes me angry. <laughs> it does makes me mad. 
Makes me just want to smash ornaments on your front lawn. <laughs> Makes me want to go all Clark Griswold and tie my boss up. Where's my bonus, you cheap bastard? At this point, we would take a membership to the Jelly of the Month Club. Like, I'd be like, all right, well, at least my jelly bill's going down. Yeah, my kids don't need a pool. I'll drown them in this jelly. But I, I, will, I, I would be curious to find that out. You would think we would play Christmas music as I'm shifting thoughts here. Sorry, mid-thought. But I'm looking at our logo, which is red and green, which every graphic person, lighting person, graphic, no matter what, marketer will tell you, stay away from red and green. Because the first thing it does is make people think Christmas. So what did Rock 106.9 do? Here's red and green. Love it. But I'd be interested to find this out. I wish I could find out the percentage of people who listen to this program on a daily basis who were getting a Christmas bonus from their employer. I don't think that's a common thing anymore, right? No. No, not like it was. I mean, dude, I'll be real. I mean, considering how many radio stations I've worked for, and these are the largest media companies in the world, like, what have we gotten? Like, here's a gift card. You know, here's a... Here's a here's, and I think that's something, but... My first year full-time for this company, I got a Christmas bonus. And it was pretty substantial. But it was also one of those things... I don't know if I should say this or not. We were kind of told, shh, don't tell the staff. Not everybody's being bonused. You're being bonused because of your production. The show's production. It wasn't just me. It was the show's production. But I don't think since that moment had I gotten one of those. Like, I don't, we're like, we won't get any kind of like Christmas bonus here. Dude, are you serious? We're gonna, get, of course, we're not gonna get a Christmas bonus. The Christmas bonus is you two still get your job. Like, that's what that's what our boss will say is, is you still get a paycheck from me. I pay you twice a month. That's what he always says. Like, fans, oh, dude, listen to this story. So, oh my god, yeah, dude, I love when he's on vacation, you chubby bastard. <laughs> Like, what was coming here? Like, Wheel of Fortune or something was coming here? To the Akron Civic Theater or something like that, it was Price is Right. And, dude, I'm that, a, that's I'm what a it huge was. Price is Right fan. I've always said my dream job would be the host of the Price is Right. Like, if I could pick anything and get paid to do it, dude, I'd be up there with the skinny microphone, wearing a suit, bringing people down to play Plinko. Like, that's what I totally want to do with my life. So radio promotions it was. <laughs> so it was coming to the Akron Civic Theater and, and, and our boss, obviously a very uh, you know, well connected person with all of the different venues around Northeast Ohio. I'm like, hey man, dude, you know Nice way to clean that up. I like it. <laughs> I'm like, hey man, uh, you know, my mom's a real big fan too. I'm like, hey, can I get a pair of tickets? I'm gonna take my mom to the to the prices right. It's gonna be awesome. And hopefully she'll get to go up there and go play Plinko or something. He uh he could not do it. For no, he did not. Want, he he was, had a stack of tickets on his goddamn desk. On the dude. desk, threw them in the garbage. <laughs> like seriously, he said to Fantone, "I pay you twice a month." Then took the tickets and threw them in the garbage can. That's my boss. Funny guy, hilarious, but I, like, yeah, dude, terrible he, person. <laughs> terrible person indeed. Terrible person indeed. So you know what? I'm I'm happy you're at Disney right now having to spend tons of money on your kid. I hope it costs you $25,000 to get out of the happiest place on earth, dude. All right. We have Gallagher tickets. Let's yeah. pass them out to you. Caller 10 right now. 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to Gallagher. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Game 7 tonight. Indians win. Go celebrate tomorrow, yeah. Heard it here first. We will celebrate a World Series victory tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. See you.